What do you want to hear? Let's give him a big round of applause. I know I can't hear you, but I know I can pick up what you're saying, baby. Hey, anyways, gentlemen, I'm glad to be here. I've been on the road for uh, 10 years, so bear with me while I plaster on a fake smile and plow through this shit one more time. I get dizzy spells, nausea, cold sweats, hot sweats, difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, involuntary trembling, dead hands. But we're still trying to figure out the meaning of that last phrase, sir. There's nothing to figure out. This man is obviously a psychotic. Instantly, I regret saying that, so I'm going to go ahead and go. But I'm not going to stop yelling, because then that'll mean I lost the fight. So, I love y'all very much. Peace out. Can I ask you something? You're all church-going folk. I really want to ask you something. Do you think God knew what he was doing when he created woman? Huh? Or do you think it was just another one of his minor mistakes, like tidal waves, earthquakes, floods? You think women are like that? You know, I think God makes mistakes. Of course he does. We all make mistakes. Because we make mistakes, they call it evil. God makes mistakes, they call it nature. <laughs> so what do you think? Women, a mistake? Or did he do it to us on purpose? Because I really want to know. Because if it's a mistake, maybe we could do something about it. Find a cure. And then a vaccine. Build up our immune systems. <laughs> you know, 20 push-ups a day, and you never have to be afflicted with women ever again.
look out my window So many sights to see It's the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. The Missing, Chris Stanley. Eastside Dave MacDonald. And a black girl, Doug... Oh, hasn't made it. No. Apartment problems. Things. Something's leaking. CPT, still rocking. CPT is alive and well on the Ron and Fez show. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jeff and Philly, start us off with an Ichiban, buddy. Ronnie B. Yeah. Terrible night last night. Mm. Terrible Philadelphia 76ers lose our uh, season opener. It is a rough one. There's nothing you can do about it. Rough night in Philadelphia sports. The 76ers drop it. But you know what? Even though God hates us, um, let's enjoy it. Quiet night in Yankee Stadium last night. With the return of Steve Carlton. Steve Carlton back, lefty, making it happen. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Steve in Queens. Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. Fez gets an extra hour of beauty sleep this weekend. Are we already into that hour thing? Oh, yeah. Where we're... Uh, I guess we're falling ahead. We're falling ahead an hour this weekend. Uh, 
I guess we tripped over something in the street, and it's a fall ahead time. Dave, you're one of those guys, you like the sun or you don't like the sun? Uh, look at my skin. I despise the sun. So you're, you, you would rather all darkness all the time? I'm the only one who gets 80% of a, a cloud's burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you it, can get a cloud burn? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I wish I could live on the moon. But, but nevertheless, I'm so happy during these. These months are my favorite months in the whole world. You ought to move uh, to some place that it's just constantly dark. Now, uh, Fez, how do you, the darkness bothers you because of sundowners. Yeah, I don't like the fact that it's going to be dark an hour earlier. Right. That extra hour of sleep, sure. As advertised, that sounds great. Well, don't act like I can't sleep during the daytime, so I don't understand <laughs> that. But yeah, it's gonna get. It's gonna be dark about three p.m. now. You need to be home at dark. Yeah, with your sundowners. Yeah, I need to get home before it gets dark outside. I can't be outside while it's getting dark, because then the zombies come out. I suffer from the sundowners. It's always great to give your fucking ridiculousness a name. Then everybody can just embrace themselves, like the sad people. It's dark, so I'm going to be a fucking asshole to everybody. It's a little grayer, so keep an eye on me. Okay. We have light bulbs, so you don't have to be too fucked up in this day and age. Turn on the light. Read a book. Stop whining. Uh, and for you, Fez, having sundowners, I'm going to say this. Sundown, you better take care if you see I've been creeping around your back stairs. That's all I'm saying to you. Take that as a fucking warning. I am taking it as a warning, and it doesn't help anything. Sometimes I think it's a sin when I feel like I'm winning, but I'm losing again. You know what's weird? It scares me, and I don't even have back stairs. You know what, what else is weird? What? Your wig. Oh, come on. Your wig is odd. It's a look. It is a look, but it's no longer a bit. It's just... <laughs> An uncomfortable look. Uh, sometimes I can't handle all this, all these bangs in my eyes. All this extra hair that I have. It actually it does look good, but maybe your beard shouldn't be white. To have the brown hair, the, the beard should not be uh, white. All right. Um, I didn't get to hear all of it, from, but from what I understand, Patrice uh, leveled Bill, Bill Donio. You got all this. I need, I need the entire break. I need to hear Bill Donahue backing up and then covering up and letting Patrice just uh, slam him a little bit today. We'll get that. Uh, Bill Donahue back in the news, Fezzi. You're familiar with uh, him. He's the young gentleman who uh, takes it upon himself to work for the Catholic Church. Even though I don't see the fact that he's a, a pope or a bishop um, or even married which is one of the sacraments for a fucking an adult Catholic man. You're supposed to be uh, moving the church along there. He's the rough rider for them. Mm -hmm. He's upset uh, about Larry David and the blowback episode where uh, some of Larry's urine went on the, the picture of uh, Christ. Um, and I want to I put this out right now because I don't think uh, Donnie knows it, Larry David. A Jew. Jeff Garland. Jew. Jerry Seinfeld. Jew. That needs to be pointed out. It's not so much that this uh, comedic episode took place. It took place 
by the Jews. Now, Larry David and, and Seinfeld and Garland have been running the banks and because that's what they worship, money. I've heard that. Mm. Now, Patrice was uh, letting Bill Donahue know that, uh, what does this have to do with you, Bill Donahue? This is the world of comedy. Why are you coming into a world where you don't belong? Let funny people police funny people. He's taken the black thing and, and moved it over in the, into the world of comedy. Yeah. Interesting move. How did Donahue handle that? Donahue, um, I didn't hear Donahue coming back with much. And Donahue, I well, think he's was... not used to people talking back to him. Right, yeah. He's just used to getting whatever the fuck he wants. And I know Bill Donahue from the Catholic League was trying to make it clear that... Uh, he. I don't know what he wanted from Larry David, but yeah. he was making it clear that he didn't want Larry David fired from HBO. I played in the Catholic League, the CYO. And for some reason, the uh, on all of our basketball courts, uh, the ceiling was too low. I don't understand it. Do you ever play any CYO ball when you were a kid? Yeah, but we had the, just the opposite. We had a, a only a three-quarters court. <laughs> it wasn't a half court, but it wasn't a full court either. So, like, you could shoot. Like, basically, a pro three-pointer was the half-court shot. <laughs> it was the the fucking cheapest <laughs> basketball league I've ever played well, in. Well, it's white boy basketball. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You, you could have one league where you're like this. I scored 22. So <laughs> fuck you. It was great. Yeah. You got uniforms and everything. Yeah, you're playing against Catholic boys. It's the best fucking possible thing that could happen to you. And our CYO team consisted of Catholics. Now, Dave, I know you're a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Yes. You saw this episode? Yes, I did. As a Catholic boy, did it offend you? Uh, no, it didn't offend me at all. It didn't offend me. Uh, Fez, did you see this uh, episode? No, I didn't see the episode. Mm. But I wonder... You but know, you still have an opinion? I still have an opinion, I like, yes. the, I like your attitude today. Yes. I, I'm still going to have an opinion that I don't get it with the Christians and the Catholics. The faith is so strong, and but it can't handle a joke. It can't handle a splash of urine. All that Jesus endured, this will bring Jesus down? I'm going to tell you, I wa unlike you, I watched the episode. Mm -hmm. I was a little offended. Really? Yeah, I actually went. Seriously, is this fucking necessary to be uh, throwing piss up? And uh, I was watching with the girls, and they're like, nah, it's good, it's a funny joke. I go, really? Because, you know, it hit me in that thing from when you were a little kid of the Jesus, because it was the same Jesus picture that we used to have. Okay. It offended me a little bit. Now, in the meantime, um, I was able to live with being offended. But uh, on whatever level that stuff is that you get as a little uh, kid, you know what I mean? That little part of you that's like, it almost, you know how people get a little pissed off about burning the flag? And you could say, well, come on, it's just a cloth, but that represents something. Right. I had to admit. And I thought to myself, eh, Larry David doesn't get it because, uh, you know, he's Jewish. But this, uh, I don't see where this joke was overly needed as far as low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I thought it was low-hanging fruit. I thought, yes, it's very easy to be offensive on, on that joke. And you're funnier than that, Larry. Now, having said that, you know, I don't think he should lose his show or anything. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting offended. Or in this case, which is kind of interesting, I'm actually sitting around wondering, even now, why it offended me so much. 
But that's just some of the stuff that we uh, um, fucking have. That's just some of the stuff that we carry along with us. Uh, I think... Um, I forget what Donahue said in his statement. It was something like, would Larry David like it if somebody did this to his mother? I think it was, was his gimmick. And I think the problem there is that Donahue is used to stuff happening to the Virgin Mary and not directly to Jesus. But do you still, are you uh, being raised as a Catholic kid, Dave? Do you still have some of those things I'm talking about? Well, I have some of them, but at the same time, I think that you can't limit, you know, the way people tell jokes. No. And, and, and the thing is, to me, this kind of like frees up Catholics where we can make fun of Jews now. Like now, oh, I can we take always some, did. Yeah, exactly. We always did. So, in a way, it's balanced. If we can, you know, make fun of Jews, then they can do it the same thing with Jesus. It's it's no big deal. So, uh, everything's on the on the table. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like to make some, you know, bagel comments in in private from time to time. Now, let me even go back to this. I thought I think it was the episode before with the girls in the wheelchairs. Right. I even thought that was a little too low <laughs> for him. I think he's actually funnier. Than some of those jokes. Well, I, mean, I guess you know maybe next episode will be about Helen Keller or something. Yeah, I get it, but here's 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 my point. You're uh, if you're in a wheelchair, you're already dealing with enough shit. You gotta fucking bring up the fact that I can't get off by some guy going down on me. That's also you know that's also something that's gonna be uh, funny too. And in that same episode, he made fun of fat people essentially. Because of the girl's uh, top was, you know, uh, revealing her belly. Um, Graham, Graham, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, how's it going? Um, I was just calling to ask y'all, do you think that Bill Donahue thinks when he dies and goes to heaven that uh, Jesus is going to pat him on the back for raising the stink over this show or if he's just full of shit? uh, Well, Bill Donahue's got his own thing. I mean, all these guys... um, because what I see here is Patrice called him the white Catholic Reverend Al. It's 100% on. By the way, Patrice, and we know him as as we do, but one thing I learned doing that unmasked with him, he's fucking brilliant. He's a brilliant fucking guy. Uh, and I'm glad that he went after Bill Donahue, who was like a uh, lunatic. Um, Travis, Travis, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello, gentlemen. Yeah. Hey, I was just wondering, do you really think they're actually making fun of the Catholic religion? Or are they making fun of these wackos that, you know, see a picture of Jesus and the frost in their freezer? You know what I mean? It's just, I don't think they were making fun of the religion itself. I think they were making fun of the women that came into the bathroom later and prayed to the, quote, quote, crying Jesus. No, I get that uh, 100%. But at the same time, that same Jesus picture that I saw as a little kid, I had to look up there and see Larry Davis's uh, fucking piss on it. And I was there right away, I, and I wasn't like offended, like I'm furious, but I honestly had that fucking moment of, oh, come on, seriously, you're not funnier than this, Larry? I actually had that moment, and what I find interesting about me is I don't go around keeping all that stuff holy every day, and yet it's still uh, in inside. Now, it's still fucking inside. Now, I didn't grow up Catholic, but is it... Um Common for Catholic families to keep a picture of Jesus in the bathroom? No. No, I've never seen it ever. All right. So that didn't make sense. Um, 
And why would you even ask? The fact that you would ask that even offends me a little bit. Number one, you have nothing to do with Christ. You're a Lutheran. This would be like, Fezzi, someone taking a picture of Luther Vandross and wiping their ass with it. All right. As a Lutheran, I didn't pray to Luther Vandross. All right. I just grabbed... Uh, HTG just came in and, and passed me a note. <laughs> what, what does this say? Um, on TV, you always see, like, in lower-income Spanish houses that they have just Jesus everywhere. But in, in the, the bathroom, bathroom? In the garage... In every room. Huh. I mean, there's no reason that you wouldn't want Jesus's picture in any room if you happen to be a person of faith. I've never seen a picture of Jesus in the bathroom. Um, Nick, Nick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what up, buddies? Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And, uh, uh, I got HBO, watch it all the time. But I did think they did cross the line this, this time with, uh, with that scene there. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm making this uh, claim is you don't see it happen with other religions. You don't see them doing this to Muhammad. Or, no, I, you know, I, I don't think that you could be furthest from the truth. I know that Ganesh thing takes a pounding. <laughs> on the Simpsons. And did, wasn't there a cartoon last year that caused riots around the world because well, it was... Well, that's my point, that they're, they're, they're creating riots when, they, when it happens to other religions, and, you don't, and then you see, you see everyone get afraid and, not, and not, not take it any further, and they stop, and they... Well, they didn't example, take it any further because I think they killed one guy who did something, and the other one, they, they lit shit on fire. Obviously, I in no way would ever want to stop Larry David from being Larry David and doing every fucking show that he wants to be. But at the same time, I could not fucking get around the fact that for a moment there, and I said it to the people I was watching with, eh, eh I don't get it. R Ronnie B, though, yeah. I had a question for you. If, yeah. if the piss were to get on a menorah, do you think, do you think Larry David would allow that? I don't know Larry David's, uh, you know, how deep his faith runs in his own religion. I don't think that he would have a major problem with it. At no point would I sit down and call Larry David a fucking hypocrite. I think that, you know, uh, he goes for the joke. He's absolutely made fun of Judaism anyway. The one episode where Larry's mother died and she had a tattoo and they were going to like do some grave digging and whatnot. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he's, he's fucking destroyed Judaism in certain episodes. Yeah, so, he's, not, he's not a sacred cow kind yeah. of guy. So it's a, he's, he's playing fair. People just got to chill out. It doesn't mean that you also can't get offended. Okay, but I mean... But that doesn't... You know what I mean? Like the fact of ever saying, hey, I was just joking... Is not a fucking excuse, because the the reality of it is, Larry David could fucking pull the joke off. People, other people being able to watch his show can't, and that's where it takes it to the next fucking level. All right. So, but by the but for you saying Larry David was just joking, you know, give it a rest means that you can't fucking ever get offended by anybody who calls this show and does a joke about you. You yeah. fucking do it. And there's nothing wrong with being offended. And I don't think Larry David minds if people get offended. In fact, right. that's sort of the point, is he wants you to kind of grab your cross a little tighter and feel that, ooh, that, that's the point of using that kind of image. What do you mean, uh, grab your cross a little tighter? Well, you know, w when someone kind of does something that makes you feel offended, that like your sacred cow has been tipped over a little yeah. bit, you, you cling to it a little bit tighter, and that's, that's fine. It's kind of interesting. Um, I really think... Uh, that the fucking that the point of this is um 
that even a person like myself who acts like, come on, shit's just a joke, when I see something from a religion that I haven't really even practiced in years, it's still embedded in me since I was a little kid. And you can say that about stuff like with the flag, with, in my case, the crucifix, the Virgin Mary, all this stuff that was brought to me as a very little kid and, and was told, this is sacred, before I had any opportunities to go, oh, why is this sacred and this is, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't, I wasn't handed... Uh, you know, the Muslim religion, the Catholic religion, the Protestant, you know, I wasn't, hand I was only handed one. Right. So by the time I even got old enough to go, wait, what do they mean by Noah? You know what I mean? Like, I just accepted Noah the same way I accepted fucking Santa Claus. I accepted the virgin birth the same way. Just accepted everything as a little kid. Then when you get older, you're going, well, I don't, maybe it's not this cut and dry. Yet I could still get offended and I'm not saying outrageously offended, right. but enough to go, hey, that wasn't funny. At a joke that's really, when you think about it, a picture, a picture of Christ, which is yeah. not exactly anything to do with what he looked like, what he represented, or anything to do with it. It's just that same picture from when I was a little kid. You should have things that you revere. You should get offended when people trample on it. There's no reason, you know, when I mismade his comment, there's no reason. People should have been angry. People should have said, hey, that's not right. That It was the additional reactions that were the problem. What crosses the line for you, HTG? Uh, you mean nothing crosses no, the line? No, no me, I mean, but... what crosses the line for you in being offended? It's one thing to be offended. You're okay with people oh, being yeah, offended. Oh, yeah, being offended, speaking out, saying you don't like something that somebody said. It's when you try to take it away, when you try to silence it, when you try to fire someone, when you try to take away their ability to speak. So you're all for saying uh, that sucks. How, are you all for saying he shouldn't do that? No. I mean, you can say anything you want. You can say it's wrong. You shouldn't do it. But if you mean it, if you right. take steps to to prevent him from doing it, then you've crossed the line. Right. Um, Gil, Gil uh, in Connecticut, you're on Fez. Hey, hey, Ron, the first thing, guys. Yeah, yeah um, I'm a Catholic, and I, you know, I don't, I don't have pictures of Jesus all over my house, and I wouldn't really want to go take a dump while I'm looking at Jesus right. either. But I, you know, I don't know if I could. I don't think <laughs> I could have it next to the toilet. That seems yeah, a little yeah. sacrilegious too. Just having it in there, the yeah. eyes will follow you. But that, see, that part of it didn't come up. <laughs> right. That no one ever said, "Hey, what's with these weird people? They have it." You know what I mean? It was making fun of. The faith of right. uh, people not going, well, what else could this be when they see right. uh, something? And what makes it even funnier is the fact that it's something extreme. Yeah. Exactly. Like, say, in, in the first place, it's a freaking joke. You know what I mean? So if someone... I don't know if that's enough. When people try to be the first person to make fun of a dead person, right? I never laugh at those fucking jokes. You know, the, the whole tragedy plus time is fucking true. You know, at a certain point, we will make fun of Lincoln getting killed, JFK getting killed. I don't know if people would have been comfortable with that joke the day JFK got right. killed. Um, people did jokes 9-11 while it was fucking happening. You know, I don't want to be one of those people. And I fucking do this for a living. Right. You know what I mean? I fucking play with humor for a living. And I don't want to come rushing in, doing a joke so fucking fast. 
I don't think things all have to be accepted. And I don't think that, hey, it was a joke is a fucking excuse for somehow the person who didn't laugh is the fucking blame. No, you don't have to accept it. You don't have to find it funny as long as you don't go saying that guy doesn't have, should never have a television show. I agree 100% there. That. And, you know, it could have been water. He could have done the same joke with splashing water from the sink. But, you know, he could have done it with, uh, I don't know, spilling apple juice. But something right. about what he did for him made it even more ridiculous. That's a very funny fucking point. I don't think I would have been offended with the apple juice. I don't think I would have been offended on anything. And when I say I'm offended, I wasn't fucking furious. I actually didn't even turn the show off. I kept on enjoying it. What even the, the thing to me that was so interesting was that I went, hey, come on. Why you got to piss on the picture of Christ? What, why is that a fucking joke? It was an I accident. Actually, huh? It was an accident. He didn't even try to wipe it off and fucking do the right thing. He just went running out of there all skinny and old. I, would, I can't get used to him being skinny and old and running. I would feel really weird to reach up there with a towel and wipe. Well, what if some of the paint came off? And oh, then, then the whole picture smeared. Then they go into that bit. That's what I thought was going to happen. Uh, Tim in Indiana, you're in Fez. Yeah, what do you think about cartoons getting away with uh, making fun of Jesus, uh, like on Family Guy? Um, I personally am not a Family Guy fan, mainly because of the the low hanging fruit thing. You know what I mean? The, it's just a constant uh, thing of you you could laugh hard at this if you're a stupid kid. And I don't fucking need to be part of that audience. By the way, a Family Guy thing uh, came out that's interesting. Microsoft, I guess Family Guy is doing um, a special that's going to be live and their bits. I don't know what the whole thing is. But Microsoft was going to be the sole um, sponsor of this. And then they found out there's jokes about incest and blah, blah, blah. And they had to go yanking out. How did they not know this going in? How do they not know that Family Guy is not, um, I don't know, they heard the word family and thought this is yeah, Disney? I, I think that what happens with a lot of these people is they only look at numbers first, and they're like, hey, these demographics fit exactly our demographics. The kids are into this, the, the fucking hipsters, they're... And then they go, oh shit! Now we found out. Now again, do you are you offended by them pulling out because no one asked for it? No, it's just they themselves looked at it. They have the right. They have the right to do. You know, I don't know what the timing is and if they've left Family Guy in the lurch or if there's contractual issues. There might be some details that you know that might make me look at Microsoft and say, come on. I mean, I certainly look at them like you guys are a bunch of idiots who don't know what you're doing. You know why I look at them and say that? Because that the Mac commercials are so much funnier than what everybody else is doing. And Microsoft hasn't had a good commercial in a long time. That's true. Well, you, I'm always disappointed, though, when someone pulls out of an ad campaign over something trivial. You're always disappointed when someone pulls out. Of That's an ad really, campaign. Oh, I didn't hear that part. I just stopped there for myself. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here is uh, Ken in Delaware. You're a run of Fez. Hey, boys, what's up? Yeah. Uh, earlier in the episode, if you remember, after Larry fired the girl for wearing the midriff shirt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus brought up the fact that the mom wasn't mentally stable, that she was a whack job. Anyway, so that's the kind of person that would hang a picture of Jesus in her bathroom. Oh, that they basically said from the beginning, yeah. um, this isn't, uh, isn't a normal person. Here's Bobby in Louisiana. Bobby! 
Ronnie, that was a great episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And who cares about Christianity anymore? It's a story by some old carpenter that was nailed to a cross. Why do we care anymore? Well, for you, you're a person who doesn't have uh, faith in this, right? Right. So it wouldn't mean anything to you. But I'm sure there's some things in your life that mean something to you. Like sex, drugs. So, so you're you're going for the cool shocky thing. You can't sit here and be like a fucking normal person. You have to act like you're fucking geeter. You're running around like that. A geeter? Yeah. Well, let, let, let's let's fucking do this. Let's suppose with the fact we made fun of the fact that you take it up the ass constantly. Would that offend you? Because let's face something. Uh, Fez acting like he's not offended with this. There are jokes that offend you. There's yeah. words that you say can't go so f- that words that you say uh, go too far. So everybody has something to offend them. Period. Everybody has something there. Some people get furious if they see a, a flag being burned. Never bothers me until I see foreigners doing it, which you think wouldn't bother me at all. But when I when if I see some like people burning a flag for something they're pissed off in this country, I'm like, you can do better. You can come up with a better fucking way of protesting. Then I see fucking, I see something in the Middle East and they're burning the flag. I'm like, fuck you. It, al- it almost takes you back to remember when you were in high school and the other school would do the bonfire and throw your fucking <laughs> uniform in with a dummy on. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is you? We ought to beat the shit out of those fuckers. And up to that point, you don't care about your school at all until someone starts to fuck with it. I, I oddly get that way about the flag. I hate to see them doing that shit. And I think people get you know offended when people talk about their families. So it depends on how religious you are. If you're super religious, then you know the Christianity is your family. It's your family. Well, unlike for, exactly, that's exactly true. But I told you, even as a little kid, the first time someone called me a motherfucker, I just went swinging because I honestly thought the jo- the thing was having sex with my own mo- mother. I really it didn't get the slang part of it, and just took it like I was latka, not fucking understanding curse words. Yeah, it's like you can make fun of your brother or your sister, but if someone else does it, you'll go after them. Well, it's your brother's ears, I think, that you're most embarrassed about. My brother's ears? They look like fucking taxi cab with <laughs> the doors open. I mean, they're gigantic. How big are these oh, things? These are, they're gigantic. It's like two pie plates taped to the side of his head. Dumbo. Happy that. typing Dumbo. Don't say that. It's like, oh, gosh, I gotta see this freak yeah. show. It's not that bad. I don't like it when, you know, people say things about my mom. I mean, I'll be honest about that. You know, that hurts. You love your mom. I really do. I mean, you I wanted know, to marry her when you were little. If this is sacrilegious, but like you get away with making fun of Jesus more than my mom, and I'm a Catholic. Mm. Uh, David, Michigan. Hey, Ronnie, I'm a little surprised at your reaction. You seem pretty vehement on this one, and it, it seems like kind of going back to what you've always said that ultimately the decision is you, the consumer, or you, the viewer. To Absolutely. Say, Okay, but, I mean, lashing out at that guy from wherever he was. No, I lashed out at the guy for being fucking, for not wanting to have a real conversation, all right? Oh, okay, You know, acting like, what do I care about, sex? But, you know, he just fucking slowed me down when I was ready to try to be, all of us, to be honest for a moment. And again, uh, if you really listen to what I said, is I was still somewhat um, curious, the fact that piss on a picture even bothered me slightly. Uh, but more than that, 
I'm like, I think Larry David is funnier than that joke, and I thought he was. I think he's funnier than the joke the week before. Um, Family Guy doesn't offend me on the except for on the fucking angle, is I think it's just a bunch of bad fucking jokes strung together to make pimply faced fucking boys laugh. Well, what, I don't find it a, to be a bright show. What kind of person would never get offended? It'd be someone who doesn't care about anything, that's who true. has nothing that, that's meaningful to them. So everybody's going to get offended. Right. And again, um, if you really think about it, if you're a person who doesn't get offended, there's something, you know, you're a fucking psycho. But your point is, even though you got offended, it doesn't mean that you got to stop other people. From right. doing their fucking gig. Right. Um, I, I heard something uh, something on the radio this week that offended me. And it just, you know, but I, I not for one instant did I stop and say, you know, that shouldn't be allowed to go on. The thing that, was it about the size of your brother's ears? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how it got That was through. recently. You know right? why I said station. that? Because it's so far from being true. And that your brother has perfect ears. So by saying he has large ears, oh, the joke becomes surreal. And hysterical. Feels so much better. Maybe all, let me show you the mathematics of this. I'll write it out. Maybe he has really small ears. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> yes, his ears are so tiny that by me calling him big ears, it's hysterical. He has little pencil erasers for ears. <laughs> just, that would look ridiculous. All right, come on, yeah. it's my brother. You're talking about. It looks about. like picture somebody without ears, but <laughs> tiny tic tacs glued on there. That's what his ears look like. Uh, a Jimmy. hoop earring would look like a hula hoop earring. Oh, Jimmy, you're on a Fez. Too far. What's going on, guys? Yeah. Um, like me, and my friend make fun of each other's moms all the time, like your mama jokes. That don't offend me. But like, if people talk about my kid, then you take them more personally. You know that offends me. Well, like have you ever heard the new thing going around? Your daughter jokes. Your daughter jokes. No, yeah, actually, makes it personal. If you say like, <laughs> "Oh, your mama's ugly." That don't fucking bother me, you know? Yeah, and by the way, personal. I've never, I don't think I've ever fucking laughed at the Yo Mama jokes. They're not real, though, right? Yeah. No one has ever looked no. at the person's mother and used her traits. To... I, I don't think that uh, some black guy's mother's hair is so thin <laughs> that she could uh, comb with a dish towel. I don't think that that's true. I don't, but I don't at the same time, them. why is it such a waste of time to just do your mama jokes? And why did they get made in the little books that you can send out? Um, here is Jack. Jack, you're on a face. Guys, would you take offense if uh, Larry David was urinating on a picture of Harvey Milk holding a lettuce wrap? Um, I don't. Maybe if Larry David actually pissed on Harvey Milk himself, I might get offended. Or, but Harvey Milk wouldn't have if you would have seen the movie at all. And so what he was into. Uh, Ed, in New Jersey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, if this was a picture of Barack Obama or Martin Luther King, they would be done because it would be such an outrage. But because this is, again, you know, uh, primarily a white uh, religion, um, you know, it's not as big of a deal. Uh, Dave, you're shaking your head Not no. true, Larry. famous episode where Larry David used the N-word when talking to a black dentist. It was hysterical. Uh, I, f I find this to be funny. You uh, somehow equate that to Martin Luther King. <laughs> well, at no point was Martin Luther King part of that. But I'm saying that Larry David has also been irreverent with race. Yeah. So let's not fucking. He's he's really taken a lot of. He's he's taken a lot of people, a lot of groups. Uh, let's let Stryker have the first of his three calls today. Hey, Stryker. 
No, well, only one call today. Mm. But anyhow, uh, Under yeah, this Dan, name. you made the comment that you're not offended by things that you don't take action, that you won't stop somebody from it. But that's not true. I, I, I've called you out on this before. Others have called you out on it before, that you've been an admin and a moderator on FBA. Striker, that board's been gone for years, and you just didn't. It was a joke. He's upset because uh, there used to be an Eastside Dave clause. All right, hold on, on, Striker. I'm going to let her finish. There used to be an Eastside Dave clause on one of the message boards where if anyone made fun of Eastside Dave, they got banned. And it was funny. It wasn't about speech. It wasn't about you don't have a form. It wasn't about you can't go say anything you want anywhere else in the world. And... You know, because I didn't somehow overthrow the FBA government and fix it for him. He's going to hold a personal grudge for years. Um, This is what I love about that. He's offended by that. The name of the board basically was full-blown AIDS. So the offensive nature of the board already existed long before they protected Eastside Dave. Yeah, and for the record, I didn't ban the guy. I said, let's unban him. I didn't agree with the ban, but I also thought he was making way too big of a deal over something very small. It's one of the good things about the message boards being dead. Oh, you don't have to sit and hear about who got banned. It's crazy. If I told you over the years, and I will actually give more credit to Mikey Boy than this than any of the other boards, but how many times people have contacted me about something that was either written about them or fucking um, about the show or somebody got banned and how many times they wanted to bring that on the show. It was millions. And the, the greatest thing about Mikey Boy is he was the one person that was never part of that. Well, here's the crazy thing about free speech. People think that once you've come out and said, you know, I support free speech, that that means you have to listen to everything they have to say for the rest of your life in any environment. It's like if I had a party in my house and invited people over and someone came in and stood on the couch and started yelling, I hate you, you're ugly or or whatever, just destroying the mood. Like I can't throw them out because of free speech. You know, there's a very big difference between advocating the freedom to express your opinion and saying, I have to let you do whatever you want anywhere you want in the name of speech. Um, so you're saying it's a little complex. It's a complex issue. It, everything is complex. I, you know, I don't think that that makes it that complex, but just to, but you don't have to open every single forum all the time to everyone. NBC doesn't have to let people say fuck on television just so we can have free speech. Um, here is Corey, you're my fez. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Yeah. Hey, I just want to say one thing. A lot of these shows, and some shows in the, uh, Adult Swim are prime examples, they, they sacrifice humor for the shock. And also, like that guy that called earlier, he was sacrificing intelligent conversation just to look cool on the fucking radio, which right. is retarded. It really is true. It's 100% true. And in the terms of, like, doing the shock jock stuff right to compare like what o and a do to you know a couple of guys in their 20s in the midwest who are trying to be an o and a it's fucking night and day it's night and day if you could have heard some of the shock jock shows and just how much harder they worked on the fucking uh, we're going to say something outrageous as opposed to be really entertaining and funny while we're being outrageous. It's fucking tough to pull off. What's Dave whispering to you? I can hear it over here. (laughs) Laszlo is stopping by from Rockstar Games. 
and Dave was letting me know he'd be here in a couple of minutes. Well, that's important news. <laughs> I thought that was very quiet. No? You could hear it over there? I'll go quieter. Speaking Sorry. of being offended, was there even a little part of you that felt bad about the Yanks last night? No. Not at all. Hey, Ron, you know what's kind of funny? All the Yankee fans saying, we're great. We're the best. And I look up, 4-1 to one in a World Series game, and the first three rows were empty on national TV on Fox. Sorry, Yankee fans. I, I actually got a, a, an email from uh, my good friend Blowhard saying that he was really uh, disappointed in the, just the sound level. I, Embarrassing. Here, here, here's what's happening to the Yankees. And it used to be a scary place to go into because it used to be filled with regular people. But these Wall Street guys who get the tickets now don't give a fuck. It's not a home field advantage. No, it's it, and the crowd is not on top of you the way it used to be. Just the configuration of the stadium. Right. Each level now goes back. It amazes me with people who build these new stadiums who don't understand... What can we do for a home field advantage? Well, I would much rather have so much home field advantage, my team picked up an extra six or seven wins a season, than had a fucking water park or, a, no offense, Johnny, a hard rock built into it. <laughs> Those kind of things don't help a team. And, oh, God forbid, if there's just a little bit of light drizzle... All those rich people go into the restaurant. Why wouldn't they? Oh, God. And why that's why they? all these empty seats. So I'm so happy. I'm so happy to see a brotherly love has opened their arms to me. You know what's really great about that? Go back and watch the Bronx Zoo's days, right? And just see what that crowd looked like now. then. They fucking barely were had clothes on. There were fucking T-shirts wrapped around their head. Yeah. There were people of all different colors banging shit together and going crazy. And the people playing the Yankees were like, I can't believe we got to go in this fucking place and uh, play e ball. Even the late 90s Yankees. Even the late 90s Yankees had a distinct advantage. But now they, this, this stadium is neutral. And uh, God forbid... You criticize the Yankee or you criticize the Yankee fans, you get excommunicated. Looks like I picked the right church. Well, here's the interesting thing. Cliff uh, Lee last night was in the fucking pocket, right? He was in the zone. Where was the crowd to try to fucking pull him out of it? No way. Why weren't they up his ass? They let him focus, and the only place they ran into trouble was when... When finally the game slowed down a little bit because the fucking Phils were scoring. And I said, that's going to take him out of the zone. Because he was able to just sit there for eight innings and be in his own world. Yeah, he was brilliant. It's the crowd's job to pull him out of that. Right. He was absolutely brilliant. And as soon as... But know, don't let him be. No. Fucking ruin his night and take his concentration away. There wasn't even a lot of noise when A-Rod stepped up. And that's when people should have been going fucking, you know, bananas. Right. And and then, because that also fucking reminds people, you know what I mean? Reminds the fucking Phils, reminds Lee, oh shit, this is A-Rod. Yeah. Don't let him get into some zone where it's just him and the mitt, because that's where his head was all night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was playing catch. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. So, you know, these, these hardcore Yankee fans, they haven't shown me a lot. Uh, Bill, you're on Ron and Fez. A big ass, 29875, my buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, Ron, I mean, could you believe it? That crowd, they got up, they left. Seventh inning, World Series, game one, first World Series game ever in that 
billion dollar billion dollar stadium. They got up and left. Wait, you think you're going to see that Saturday, Sunday, and possibly Monday in Philly? No way. Uh, I, I, it's it's going to be cold in Philly, and the people are going to be fucking staying. Right. Uh, it, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was cold and rainy last night. Yes, I agree, but it's the world fucking series. That's it. Yeah, th this is it. This is the, you know, I hate to say it, there's only a couple more of these games left. And, and also, there's going to be, after tonight's game, three games in Philadelphia. The Yankees have just lost home field advantage. Even if they win tonight, Philly could close it out at home. So the Yan Yankee fans better start to fucking smarten up. But what do I care? Uh, here is uh, Kevin and PA. You're I'm bed. done with you. <laughs> Here's Kevin and PA. Hey, Ronnie, I just wanted to say that the reason why there are no people in these front row seats is because the regular fans, the passionate fans, can't afford the fucking tickets anymore. No, I agree 100%. And there's, you know, okay, they can get the money for these fucking seats. I understand that as a business. The fucking rough thing is it's also hurting your business. It hurt your team last night not to let the real Yankee fans out there. And this is the other thing that you could, we're not attacking Yankee fans because I see them in the streets. Right. People in New York are going nuts. You needed them last night, not watching their TVs going nuts or not so far away from the game that you could not rattle the fucking Phillies pitcher. That's the part of it that fucking got to me. I'm surprised they don't go like with the Oscars and have seat fillers, at least for presentation's sake. So it doesn't look bad on TV at the very least. Why would we even have this conversation? This is that's the fucking problem with this. This isn't the Oscars. All right? The the or the Tony Awards where rich people get these things but they don't really care they're only there for the cocktail party. This is a world fucking series. And you have the Oscar and Tony audience going there instead of the real Fucking Yankee fans. Yeah, but instead of seat fillers, what if after you see a seat empty for 30 minutes, you'd grab a fan from the back and give them the seat for the rest of the game? How about this? From the fucking word go, have those people in those fucking seats. Yeah, I don't know why they don't put the businessmen up in their boxes, up high, far away, where they can have waiter service and be comfortable and let, you know, leave the, the rest of the seats for fans. Tim in Tennessee, you're on a fez. If the corporate office is going to damn cater to these big wigs and these snobs, why does the Ham and Eggers continue to support their team through the season and get the team to the playoffs? It's actually a very good question, Tim. At a certain point, why the hell are regular guys supporting any team in any fucking city? It's depressing because I've said many times my parents had season tickets for 25 years. They got priced out. And you know my my parents live in Spring Lake, New Jersey. It's a nice town. They have a little extra money to if, spend. If your mom would have been there, she'd have been slamming two trash can lids together. <laughs> it would have been different. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I guarantee you, you know, there's this old guy, Freddie. Okay, he walks around the stadium with the bell, and mm -hmm. he's been doing this for 60 fucking years. He's got little signs that says, Freddie says, and he has a pot and a spoon, and he lets the, the young people hit it together. This guy hasn't even been able to come to a lot of games this year because the New Yankee Stadium won't let this fucking old bastard in. Just let him walk around. <laughs> he's a, he is the Yankee mascot. <laughs> this is basically like saying to the Philly Fanatic or Mr. Met, no, get the fuck out of here. By the way, do that impression of the Philly Fanatic when you... Uh 
throw your pussy. Yeah, that's ah! it. Yeah, that's it. Ah! Throw your vagina. That's really good. He doesn't talk. And then you got to go back and forth with it, too. It's not just for... Ah! Yeah, there it is. That's good. Put your hands on your hips when you do it. Ah! That's great. Now, why can't that be in a new video game? Why isn't Laszlo using you <laughs> properly? He should be. I give him all these characters. You know he does other voices, Laszlo. Should we put, like, a motion capture suit on that? And, that would and... be perfect. <laughs> you know, there's homeless people in some of our games. You could just have Dave homeless on the street corner. There's homeless people in the games? Yeah, they, they just walk around muttering nonsense. No, do you get real homeless people to play them? No. Though I did hire a homeless... <laughs> I actually hired a homeless guy to work on... Uh, the game that that came out today, you know those guys that beat on buckets and shit they find on the yeah. streets, like pieces of metal. Yeah, I went and found this crazy guy who's <laughs> always on the corner of Broadway and Houston, and I I really wanted uh, one of those bucket dudes in the game, mm -hmm. so I brought him up into the studio, paid him in cash. And uh, he beat on buckets in our studio. By cash, you actually mean two bucks. No. I felt, <laughs> it, I felt bad because I put the contract in front of him. I, yeah. I felt like that uh, the white guy in The Harder They Come or whatever. He's like, just sign your life away right here, son, you know? Uh, Laszlo is here. Uh, obviously, you know, he plays the part of the rhinestone cowboy. You can see the way he's dressed today. <laughs> whenever, I, didn't, I didn't know rodeo was in town. Why don't you let me know? Whenever I go out on these uh, radio tours, I feel very sort of alone on the prairie. <laughs> yeah. I spend a lot of time in the Midwest. So uh, last time I was in Oklahoma, I went into one of the cowboy stores that sells shirts to the guys that do like legitimate rodeo. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, when you're about to get trounced by a horse or a bull, you want to dress like a retard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're part. You're from that part of the country, right? Yeah, I'm from Oklahoma. All right, I never fucked a goat before. So what do you, you have to sneak <laughs> up on them, or you knock them out first? It's um. <laughs> and I always... you just did the Fez Watley adjust my seat. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. all right. I always wanted. This is uncomfortable. I always. I actually worked with a guy at a pizza place who. Uh, Looked me straight in the face, and he had a lot of uh, Vietnam flashbacks. But he looked mm -hmm. me straight in the face. He goes, "You know what? A sheep's pussy feels just like a woman." Mm. I said, "Good." And that's the place that I want to eat pizza. Yeah, <laughs> he would get mad. When sheep it, lovers. Yeah, it, he would get. It's a very racist place uh, where I'm from, Oklahoma. Yeah, because he would get mad when we would send him on deliveries to uh, predominantly black apartment complexes. Right. Um, and my favorite state, he, he used the N-word constantly. Uh -huh. And uh, he he went on a delivery to, to this uh, place where a lot of people were on food stamps and so forth. And he, he got a, it was a bogus call. They do that so they break into his truck and steal the other pizzas. Mm -hmm. And he... Uh, he I didn't know this. He came out, a great gimmick. He came out <laughs> and, he, and he, uh, he saw some, some black uh, people in his, crawling around in his truck. And he screamed the N-word and pulled out... A legitimate tear gas grenade and <laughs> threw it through the window of his truck. His own truck. His own truck. And he and and they, I, he uh, he calls me because I was the shift manager and uh, I said, uh, well, I had it, no idea. You're how, doing great. How's it going, Monty? And uh, he's like, I just tear gassed a bunch of niggers out of my truck. I'm gonna need five more pizzas. And I'm like, What's wrong with the pizzas? He's like, I taste like fucking tear gas. That's what. Yeah. Good times in Oklahoma. The, and the and the weird thing that's Oklahoma on a Tuesday. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> we had a delivery map that had X's over certain apartment complexes because it it was just it was like something out of the wire before the wire even came out. Did you actually even think to yourself this is going to be great for my video game experience later in life? I'll be able to write these in. No, th that scene belongs. <laughs> it really does. And, and just about any of your games. Right, what is today's game? 
Uh, it's called Episodes from Liberty City. It's uh, the, uh -huh. the one sheet that... Uh, by the way, uh, you're down like a, a producer or whatever. Yeah. But poor Davey Mack is out of his fuck. He calls me yesterday, and he sounded like he was on some kind of drug. He's like, uh, I'm sorry I'm having trouble talking right now. <laughs> Somebody's a little... Uh, it's just me. I was yeah. doing a character. No, for the you next weren't. Game. Sure. No, you Distraught were. I producer. Couldn't, I couldn't even tell it was you. <laughs> so he was... He's a little in the weeds, huh? Uh, I got my own one. Sheet. Um, yeah, a little bit in the weeds. But, uh, yeah, so Episodes from Liberty City, it's two games on one disc, and uh, you can see it up on the uh, on the screen there. There's a little... There's also part of the game that I think Fez might like, because, uh, you know, our games are big open-world games. You can do whatever you want. You can, mm -hmm. you can be with a lady of the night. You can just drive around and listen to the radio. But in this game, we put several clubs, and if you, if you choose to go into a, a club that a lot of men hang out, you can... Really? You can, yeah, you can do that. So this is uh, what part of this is called the Ballad of Gay Tony. <laughs> That's one of the two games. <laughs> one of the games is just, now. Are you? Uh, are you ever? You don't, get, you don't play a gay guy. You don't the play the gay. No, guy. No, no. You're you're the partner oh. of the of the gay guy. He's doing lots of drugs, and his his clubs are starting to, to fall apart. You know, they love the poppers, don't they? Yeah, the they gays? do love every, the poppers. Every gay. Uh, is that yeah. what you call them? The gay. Yeah. Every gay that I I knew, uh, especially in Oklahoma, loved the poppers. Yeah. Well, that killed Paul Lynn. Wow. Paul Lynn was doing poppers. Uh, and th the reason that you do it, uh, it extends or um, brings up the orgasm. So you want to hit it exactly when you're coming. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? Because I, I met some gay guy that was doing it. He said he did it in the shower, and he fell through the glass uh, shower door and busted it and cut himself up. Yeah. You, you're momentarily fucked up. I mean, you're whacked out for six seconds, and then, boom, you're back to fucking straight. And then you think to yourself, I'm going to grab another popper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as you're done, you're like, I'd like another one. It was nice. You could buy it at head shops, too. Yeah. You go ahead and get a pack of clothes. The old locker room. Yeah. They, locker they used to room. sell it as locker room. Why did they call it locker room? Don't know. Because you're naked with a bunch of other men? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You want to get high and you have to go in and buy it in the middle of a bunch of dildos. <laughs> right. It's like, exactly. uh, no, I'm just here to get <laughs> fucked up. So it used to be you're smoking hash oil into a popper, back in the hash oil, popper, and then finally you go like this. Wait, how long have we been sitting here? Three right. days. Wow, that's fucked up. How about Freon? You ever do Freon? Yeah, sure. No, you never did Freon. Yeah, from the AC units. Yep. See, this I, I tell people that I've done Freon. They look at me like I'm yeah. crazy. It seems too cold to do. Oh, he did a little joke there. <laughs> 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 there was all all that fucking cheap high stuff from when you're like 13 or 14. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you... HCG, this is all alarming to you? It sounds like poison. Yes. Yes, it is. But why? You're a kid. You you don't understand self hate yet. You think that it's enjoyment. Freon? Yes. How, when you out of an air? What do you mean out of an air conditioner? I'm not going to sit here and explain this when we have children listening to the fucking show. <laughs> Give instructions. <laughs> this you. Thank horrible. you, Ron. You uh, you're welcome for Dave. your responsibility. I have two young children at home. They'll need to be here in the Freon. Let me let me tell your Rugrats how to get high. You get a <laughs> uh, can of Freon from Walmart. I don't even know if you can buy Freon anymore. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Uh, you you put it in a trash bag, mm -hmm. right? And then you get an ice pick and you stab the top of it and you close the top of the trash bag and then you then you huff the Freon uh, and then you finger a Vietnamese girl. Who 
get the idea for this though? Like, is why not do it with a can of Raid? That's what I mean, to why? Me. Why did you? Why would you know that Freon was something? Kids you tell could do other that kids. With? Someone must have been. And first. I mean, there are always going to be fucking glue heads in every neighborhood, and you will see them by the ring right around the face. Oh. <laughs> that fucking <laughs> ring of glue that you really can't take off. And you're like, that looks like old glue around your face, and they're like, shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. I knew, a, I knew a guy that huffed paint, and it, you go over to his house, and half of his face is like neon. Yeah, you know, sure. Because he just fucking pass out on a sock. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. One of the guys who won a, a, a award for science. What's the fucking big uh, the science thing that you can win? A Nobel? Yeah, I guess it was a Nobel Prize. And he was fucking doing something along the same way. He's hitting some fucking gas. Passed out. And it froze his lip up, so he has like a fucking hook lip. And this is like one of the smartest fucking people in the world. But when you have people, when they uh, want to get high, they're going to fucking do it. And these things are all really short highs, right? Yeah. What I you're doing is stopping the oxygen to the brain. Hold your breath. Mm. You Some could kids do that also do that and kill themselves, and still. Jerk off. Yeah. I do that one a lot. Do you really? <laughs> That's my high. The jerking off. Oh, just jerking off. Do me a favor, tie a fucking rope around your neck. <laughs> Attach it to the back of a fucking ice cream truck and off you go. <laughs> I've done that, that choke thing, though. Why? I have a big uh, DVD remote control, so sometimes if I'm watching porn, I'll put it right on my Adam's apple and choke myself with my <laughs> Wait DVD a What? Wait a minute, take us back to the beginning. <laughs> how, 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 um, how am I on this show right Sometimes now? when I watch porn, I have like this really old-fashioned DVD player with an old-fashioned big boxy remote control. So I'll press play on the porn, then I'll put the remote control <laughs> on my Adam's apple while I'm lying down. So I'm choking myself and spanking it with the remote control DVD player. Is Victrola? Yeah. The Phillies are so glad to have you now. <laughs> They're so glad they took you away from the Yankees. They should be. Did you just discover that by accident one day you were just trying yeah. to hold on to it and said, I like this? I usually rest it on my chest, <laughs> but I was too bouncy on my bed, and it went to my Adam's apple just naturally. And then I go, uh-oh, Eureka. That's one way to make sure no one else takes the remote in your house. No one else would want to touch it. Oh, no one should or touch the anything. baby's hat or go on and on. <laughs> yeah, just don't touch anything in my house. Too far visual with the bouncing. I, I, <laughs> I can't would... get it out. Oh. Oh, God, it's awful. Bounce and bounce. Jizz and jizz. Then you guys are going out to lunch after the show today. It's just the two that. of you. Just the two of you having a nice lunch together. Food I mean, plus, I, I, I plus man. Can't do it. Food yeah. plus man. Can't be done. <laughs> that becomes a date. He never ceases to amaze me. Well, he is one of your big voices now, too, right? <laughs> You're using him in some of your games. I actually brought, you know, we always do the spoof radio commercials in, uh -huh. the, in the Grand Theft Auto worlds. So there's spoof television and, and spoof radio. Uh, and I brought one of the radio commercials that we did for uh, episodes from Liberty City, which came out today. And there's a person in there that I, I think you might recognize. It's a, uh, it's a commercial for Floris. Domestic violence is always wrong. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! But you can make it right with flowers. Nothing else says, sorry I kicked you in the stomach, better than flowers. That's right. And right now, all florists in the Liberty City area are having their make it right sale. Nothing says love like a genetically modified plant. Grown hydroponically in chemicals by peasants in Honduras. You may have done wrong. It's time to make it right. Send flowers. A message from your local florist and the Florist Alliance Group. 
And she's being all happy, and I'm like, I'm on the real I radio. Love it. It's, it's great. Uh, that was from a long time ago, right? Yes, I, I recorded. That was my extra when I was the fire chief. Yes, and I recorded some extra lines, uh, but there was. There was not enough room in the disc on Grand Theft Auto 4 to get in all the stuff we wanted to, so we did these uh, two extra games and all all sorts of new radio and TV. And Here's the other thing. When you go and do this with Laszlo, you have to sign all kinds of stuff that you won't talk about it, and then you have to actually promise him that you won't talk about it and you're like yeah i ain't gonna fuck don't make a big deal and then you go home and your emails fucking filled with people who want you to talk about it like you think that he's overreacting right. to how interested people are and then people that i don't know email me and go I heard you heard you're talking to laszlo you doing anything with him uh you mentioned laszlo's name is anything happening there and i'm like what do they do with the information if they were to get it from me I, I, I they put it on message boards and and, <laughs> and masturbate while they choke themselves with a the fucking remote control. Yeah. But why do they want to know what's in the game before they get the game? Wouldn't you want to be happy and get the game? It's strange. It's like people don't want surprises anymore. Yeah, they they want to know everything before before they're even involved. Well, they they want to be the first one to be surprised. It's it's the surprise earlier. That's right. All. Well, this is funny. It's like even with the last Tarantino movie. People were sending me the script like two years before. Got the script. Want to read? I'm like, no, I don't want to no. read the script. I want to see the movie. Why would I want to know everything that's in a movie when I go to the game? Yeah. No, but I, I was really excited to hear it because the the first one that you guys did, I was always annoyed because I tried playing the game and I you can't. girl must be a genetic Estrogen. thing. I can't get yes, past girl's five minutes. In, so I had no hope of ever <laughs> finding you know any of these characters to see them or hear them. So. There's a lot of girls that are actually successful at playing video games. They don't have the dumb girl gene then that I have. I, I cannot. I can play video games. I can't play these where you have to think just, of so many things and you can't miss a step. Wait, and, let me just check. Dave, is she hitting on Laszlo? Could it you, could seems you like it. That? it like, seems I'm like the it. dumb girl. Yeah, I know. You're the smart guy. I'm yeah. the dumb girl. Come on. No, it's embarrassing that I can't play this these games. This is embarrassing. Oh, I'm sorry. That, okay. <laughs> it's, I'm not bragging. Well, it's very embarrassing. Let him get you a cowboy shirt. <laughs> and off the toe of you go. I have a cowboy you been, shirt. You ever been to a rodeo? No, I've never been to a rodeo. What's that mean? Is that a sexual <laughs> thing? Could be. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Kind of go uh, different ways with it. <laughs> I'm on a huge radio tour right now, Ronnie. I'm not thinking correctly. What, where's, what's the next show you're doing? Well, uh, I'm on the BBC right mm. now, as you can see, because I yeah. was in uh, London all last week pre-taping. Because the English radio won't do anything live anymore. They're petrified because they they had their big. Uh, well, Janet after Jackson. some of the things you said on this show, I could understand yes. why. Um, Mo the Monty story alone would have closed them down. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've never told the Monty story on the radio before, but. Uh, yeah, so I did did a bunch of stations in London, BBC One, and uh, now I'm off to Boston, Chicago, Las Vegas, Minneapolis, San Francisco. So what happens to your job doing all the stuff you do when you're on the road like this, doing the tour? I got people. Yeah, I, those people are down there just going crazy. I guarantee you, they're just there's people that there's open fires in the middle of the building. <laughs> Can you imagine, Fez, that if you just left here for a while, what these guys would do? Or they go insane. I'm just joking. No, they wouldn't. No. I remember when your heart attack happened, and four days later, uh, Dave goes like this. Hey, where's the guy? Where's the lady with the wig? <laughs> and I go, first of all, that's not a lady with a wig. That's Fez. And for a while, with soundboard Fez, you didn't even notice he was gone. Oh, was, those were beautiful days. He was back. During that period, you were back. Did uh, I understand Fez turned you down for a voiceover not long ago? I had a character for Fez mm -hmm. in... 
uh, and I had to cast somebody else. It was very difficult. Yeah. To, to find another... Well, here's what Fez doesn't like. He made a character for you before, but he thinks that you stereotype him. And just told me to be Fez. What was what was, <laughs> <laughs> what was the voice that you had done? It was a voice a lot like this, and I thought that I'd wor and I had worked on it like two nights in a row. Yeah, because Fez is like this. Even, and I was going not deep enough, not yeah. deep enough. You know, this could be even better. Uh, one time, and I'm not even kidding. Fez uh, says this. He goes, "I'm having trouble. I'm trying to work on a gay voice for uh, Laszlo, <laughs> and I think I got it." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, we'll keep working." <laughs> and I did. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's always awkward when you have those conversations before the recording with the talent. When you're like, "I want you to be you, but act like somebody else, but really just be you." Well, you actually waited a few lines and then came and got me out of the studio. So. That was a little bit even more embarrassing. Did I humiliate you? A little bit. But you did a great character. You were like a TMZ well, kind of reporter. Well, I was working with there loved it, so might as well, I guess. And they were all professionals. I mean, like actors. I'm a professional. I just had to turn down the last one because you scheduled it the same day as my colonoscopy. Which could be any day of the week. What? And so your voice would have gone down? or what was It wasn't wrong? the same day. It was days later. Yeah, no, it was the next day. It was the very next day. Mm. And, what, and I the, had the endoscopy. Oh, became the work the next day after his. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. What did you do? To sit at home and worry about your asshole? <laughs> I had to wait for results to get back, yes. <laughs> what do you mean? What results? To see if you had polyps or something? Oh, they took out a polyp, and then they had to do a couple of biopsies. Jesus. I, I always One in the throat and one in the God uh damn. in the cecum. You know what that's from is ask the mouth play. You gotta be very careful with that. <laughs> now the doctor Scrub didn't it down bring that in between. Up. Scrub it down in between. Did you did you grow up next to a nuclear reactor? Why are you such a mess? I just have some health issues. Some health he, issues. He's got the worries. Dude, you are web MD in this motherfucker. Yes, he is. He gets the worries. And you know how they tell you like don't worry all the time or you'll actually get sick. Mm. This is exactly what happened to Fez. His stomach starts to eat itself because every night he lays in bed and goes like this. Oh, my God, I got a show tomorrow. I got a show tomorrow. But you didn't used to worry when you were in Florida. Is there something about the temperature here that... <laughs> I don't think the temperature has anything to do with it. He needs it hotter. You seriously. <laughs> you need more humidity. More, yeah, I guess if it was muggier, my throat wouldn't, you know, get so dried out. He used to worry in Florida. He really did. Really? But he spent less time on the air then, so he never brought it up. <laughs> but I remember, like, years ago, of showing up, we did a morning show, and he was, like, walking around this little building that we worked in, just covered in sweat. And uh, I didn't know him all that well then. And I see him come around the corner. And it's in the dark. And the way he looked, I thought he had been raped. And I go, <laughs> are you okay? And he gave me the, I just want to have a good show today. I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. I see. I've never heard of anyone looking for damper weather. Everyone always talks about how great it is right. about the humidity out west. If I could only be live in a swamp, I would feel more creative. <laughs> this is dry, wet. <laughs> Well, how about D.C.? Because you guys were on uh, that whatever. Well, those were really bad days for him. Yeah. yeah. D.C., not so good? No, that was I wasn't enjoying myself at all. It's kind of a bad place to live, isn't it? There's there's some hip sections. There's some things to do. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, he took that one really bad. Really bad. Wow. 
You guys have uh, moved all over the... F- Heck, I'm just the East Coast, though. You guys have never done Midwest radio. Or- uh, we've never been inland. That's the thing about us. If we go inland, if we can't see the ocean from our building, we feel like we can't be funny. <laughs> <laughs> we could only really do island uh, comedy. Dave, you've only worked in uh, North Jersey and, and New York. That's correct, Ron. Uh, market number one. Yeah. You're a market number one guy. Yeah, I worked at uh, two stations before this. I worked at uh, I worked for for traffic and news. You know what we ought to do is Free bring in job. some of your old air checks that you used to send me. I I have them there, uh, and it is the longest ramble without a punchline <laughs> yeah, in history. It's terrible. I actually have them all here. It's terrible. They're te- I'm talking about my 90.5 tapes, the really bad shit, and my first job. And you send me something yes. where you acted like you were afraid to be on the air? That was the joke? Yeah, uh, no, all, all of my ideas were just really bad. I was, whatever, 25, 24. They were terrible. And you've turned that around. Yeah, he's 31. I turned yeah, I understand around. how awful that is. I remember having the number one show in my market. <laughs> I've turned the ship around. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, you are. You really don't agree. Dave always it. likes to remind me how long he's been with this show. He's like, but he's like, there was three months I wasn't, but the rest of the time I've always been with him. That's what, what I say. What, what was the three months, and what what were you doing? I was doing another thing. I was doing traffic and news for the uh, New York, New Jersey area. Wow. For CBS. I can't imagine depending on Dave to get me across a bridge. They were terrible. <laughs> I, they were always inaccurate. That be the worst? <laughs> yeah. I would just throw out numbers like it's going to be 45 minutes to the Lincoln Tunnel. It could have been five minutes. It could have been an hour and a half. I just oh. fucking chucked it out. Are you saying there was only three months of satellite without you? That the yeah. Ryan Fez show did? September. I had no idea. September, October, November, and by the late December, I was here. But I never saw you around the Opie and Anthony offices. I Where? wasn't because I wasn't there because they, 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 they were there a year on satellite before Ron Fez. Right. So I, I didn't hang out with ONA. It was a Ron Fez. I always listened and loved ONA, but I was oh, only yeah, and then Fez. they hated you at first, right? No, no, no. That's the other guy. No, that's you. No, they no, they hated you, you at oh, first. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because there was a thing where their Grammys got deleted, and it was Earl who yeah. wouldn't fucking take responsibility. But they also hated just the way you looked, and then Ann hated you on the air at first. Yeah, well, he said they said that big redheaded, uh, retarded intern for the Ron right. Fez show, and I was like, I- I'm getting paid though. But it wasn't though. Here's the thing: <laughs> that you would like them for so long, and then find out that they don't like you. Well, no, that's got to be kind of shocking. That's why I stayed away from them. I had a strategy. I go, I'm not gonna fucking want to get him a pinball machine. I'm not gonna write. Why, him any- why run down Al Dukes? <laughs> I'm right. not gonna write him any fake comedy bits like Harry. I'm gonna stay away. And when they get to know me, they'll get to know me. You know, you can never go to uh, Africa, Dave. They they chop your people up there. Why would I want to go to that fucking continent? There's a lot going on in Africa. Look at my skin. Look at my skin. I know, but al- albinos in Africa get I'd, chopped into pieces. I had no idea. You didn't know about the albino mm-hmm. thing? I'd be dead. I thought that was Oklahoma. No. I'd, I'd, and I'd I, and Edgar Winter's doing a tour. This is awful news. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, they, they say uh, albino, like a piece of an albino is good luck, and sometimes it can keep you from getting AIDS or it'll make the AIDS go away. Oh, that's, that's, I'm not an albino, by the way. AIDS away. <laughs> yeah. AIDS away. African zone, AIDS away. If I was in Africa, it would be one day until I got skin cancer, so that wouldn't happen. Sun's very strong down there, from what I hear. Mm. Well, it sounds like you guys could do a show from there, because Fezzi'd be all right. He'd be fine, as long as, he, <laughs> as long as he's in the Congo, when he can see the ocean. <laughs> right. If I was in Africa, I'd just be saying this to people all the time. Shh, listen, did you see a lion? <laughs> Seriously, I think I heard a lion. I don't care where I was. I could be up in a building and be like this. Seriously. Not a fucking line. Doesn't it sound like something's <laughs> creeping? Like creeping up and stalking us? 
So the game is out, but is this one that you download or you can buy? A little of both, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, if you go to GameStop or Amazon or whatever, you can buy the disc that's got the two games on it. Uh, Grand Theft Auto episodes from Liberty City's got uh, The Lost and Damned, which is a motorcycle uh, tale, or The Battle to Gay Tony, which is about the nightlife in Liberty City. Um, you can also download it, download it from Xbox Live. Mm. So, But you have to have Grand Theft Auto 4 in order to do that. But it's a standalone game on disc for your Xbox. $40. That's all? Hours of entertainment. For two games. Nice. Yeah. It's all right. I consider it a lifetime of entertainment. I do. You should get into video gaming more. He doesn't... You don't play any games, Dave. No. No. My thumbs should... I don't think they're opposable enough. <laughs> they just don't work. What do you do when you go home? Look at the cat and cry? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I need to know. Can we have a Fez cam or something? Yeah. I would not mind uh, hooking up a Pal Talk camera and just leaving it there constantly in his apartment. Although people would die of boredom. <laughs> and Fez is also one of those people that when you... You could drop by his house at any time, and he's wearing all of his clothes, including his shoes. There's no comfort level in Fez's world. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I like my feet covered. Do you have a Snuggie? No, I don't have a Snuggie. And even when he's alone in his house, he puts on all of his clothes before he leaves the bathroom and comes in. He doesn't walk through his own home like wearing a towel or anything. He has to have all of his clothes on. Out of the bathroom? Out of the bathroom with right. the door locked. But then you're all sweaty. You get you get into your clothes That's all... That's what he likes, yeah. sweaty. You like Damn, moisture. Sweaty, not sweaty. God. Do, do you usually... I keep them hang up. I have a you know hook in there where I keep them hung up. You must use a lot of talcum powder. My share. Because your nuts have got to be like a mold forest down there. you got to air that shit out, Fezzy. You really do, Fez. If you want to make a video game about it. I'm not making a video game about your nuts. <laughs> and Fez claims that his balls are very, very tight, he said, like a youngster. He claims very, very tight like a youngster. He hasn't dropped yet. Waiting. Is that what your voice is at the pitch it's at? You seemed to enjoy it when I was working <laughs> now, for you, Laszlo. Now you're angry. Why are you? Now you're angry with Laszlo. Well, why the interrogation about my nuts? Well, he's just asking. <laughs> he's curious about you. He's curious about you. That's all. How would you like to date my sister? You've met her. Oh yeah, I have met her. Yes, you have. She looks like you. It's me with tits. It's the best yeah. thing that could ever happen to us. She's a lovely and a cowboy guys. shirt too. <laughs> she Is she dating anyone now? Um. I don't know. But Fez, what do you think? You've never, to... you've never married, have you, Fez? No, you I've never taken a bride. It might be perfect with her. It's never happened. Do you remember the old, uh, the old studio where we could smoke? Oh God! Do you remember those I days? Love those days. It seems like it seems like only a few months ago. You know, we used to smoke cigars in every studio I ever had until we came to New York. We used to sit around all morning like this. I'll tell you what's on the news today. I like it. I don't show something like this. And then occasionally you hear, anyway, we decided to do another seven hours. We're staying on the air. But they don't want that kind of radio anymore. That was real rock radio. My first mm. station, you could smoke in yeah. while you spun the tunes. It's a good vibe. Drink coffee, blast well, through a pack of Camel Lights. Rock radio used to be like this. Uh, we'll take the ninth caller that wants to blow me and <laughs> give her tickets to... Have you ever received uh, sex in the studio? Oh, absolutely not. That would be against the broadcaster's code. Um, I haven't. 
All right, people want to ask you questions. You have time, Leslie? I yes, know you're running around doing every uh, station here. Why is Boy George on television? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's a woman who is trying to say that women are not, are not just sex objects, and she looks exactly like Boy George. That's, uh, that's the enemy. She's from one of those parent television... Oh. oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember. Hansen, I think Give me is. time <laughs> to fight my crimes. Does violence on TV influence kids? That's the big fucking question that they've been asking now since the day TV came right. out. Milton, is this bad? Yeah, Milton Burrow made kids want to <laughs> just fucking beat each other with baseball bats. <laughs> You would actually think that if it influenced kids the way they say, that kids would ha want to have rooms with only three walls <laughs> and just have one thing totally open to the street. Right. And just have people that follow them around and laugh at every bad joke they make with well, a laugh if, track. Well, if you went by the way people act, if you acted like people on TV, you would never watch TV because you never see anybody on TV just sit down and go, I'm watching a show. Don't bother me. I'm watching my show. <laughs> and they never seem to go to the bathroom. Only Archie. Yeah. <laughs> Archie was the only one, and that was funny for some reason. A man flushing the toilet. What was the world's loudest flush? You could probably hear it over at the Jefferson's house. Yeah. All right. Uh, here is uh, Scott. Scott in Tennessee. You're on Fez. Say hi to Laszlo. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How are you? Um, I wanted to have a quick question for Laszlo. Uh, there's another game you're working on called Red Dead Redemption. I was just wondering if there were any updates on that, like hmm. when it's coming out or anything. Uh, don't have a release date yet, but it is a game set in the Old West. Sounds fascinating. You can ride horses. Mm. Fascinating. Yes. <laughs> uh, but we are working on it. Uh, it is looking amazing. There's a trailer up at rockstargames.com if you want to see uh, its actual in-game footage. Um, but it's it's a massive map, so the game is taking a long time to produce. But we expect it to come out next year. The interesting thing is Fez will be playing a dance hall girl in that one. <laughs> right. Miss Kitty. Yeah. Right. Miss Titty is what it actually is. Yeah, you go in and uh, Fez well, you're sees, old. I'm tired. <laughs> tired of playing the game. Let's face it, I'm pooped. Fezzy von Stopp. Let's go over here to, to Carl. Hey, Carl, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, hey guys, love the show. Uh, Leslo, is, uh, are these new GTA games, are they going to see the Windows format soon? Um, that's a good question. They used to tell me development cycle stuff, but uh, I drink and do radio shows and then blow entire oh, have, marketing yeah. budgets. But I will say, you know, GTA 4, if it eventually came out uh, on PC, so I would think that that... But that market would see something eventually, but um, that's not anything official, because again, they won't tell right. me. It's unfortunate that, you know, PC games used to come out the same time as uh, Xbox and, and PS3 games, um, but the, the PC market is very difficult to, to develop for, and it's also so heavily pirated. Uh, you know, closed architecture, right. yeah, closed architecture systems like the Xbox are just a lot easier to, to actually tr try to make some money on. <laughs> Uh, so, um, is there a preferred format? That, that I mean, is there a recommended format, you guys? What's what's the best uh, format? Hey, on? Carl, Red Dragons. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. I get nervous when you stand up. Uh, well, I had to move over. I heard my phone. Uh, Swoogie, you're on Ron Fez. <laughs> hey, what's up? 
Hey, Laszlo, I got a question. Are y'all planning on doing anything with the Grand Theft Auto series for, like, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area? I don't know. Grand Theft Auto, uh, The Wire. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it'd be interesting to do something down in that area. We've done, we spoofed New York. We've mm -hmm. spoofed Miami. We've spoofed, you know, L.A., San Francisco, Vegas area. Um, and I, I, it'll be interesting to see what we do next. Uh, what's so interesting down there besides the fact that you're uh, fucking democracy in the in the ass? Well, I fucking hate it. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to go blow shit up and not get in trouble for it. All right. Wow. Yeah, maybe the maybe there is too much violence in these games. <laughs> now, afternoon swug. I miss Boy George. I miss her so much. Uh, is Dave uh, playing in any new games? Dave's done a voice mm -hmm. for a game that's going to be coming out in the next year. Um, uh, how come you won't use his Chinese character that he's always trying to do for us? Go ahead and do that, Dave. It's, uh, I need some <laughs> rice, Mr. Razzro. Wow. This, by the way, this is how Dave calls Laszlo. And just thinks, like, when Laszlo hears this voice, he'll want to use him. <laughs> Literally, I'll pick up the phone. <laughs> I said, why don't you want to have Quentin Tarantino in your game? Everyone knows I do the world's best impression right, let me hear of that. Uh, you don't have to tell me how good my coffee is, Julie, okay? I'm the one who fucking buys it, all right? Bunny buy shit, okay? So, not, not impressed? This is uh, one of the... Uh, one, one of oh, the back to the game. Yeah, yeah, one of the clubs in the game. As you can see, yeah. there's, there's a, uh, it's a club that Fez might, might be interested in. There's uh, fellas dancing with fellas there. Yeah. You know, there's there's a, a lack of ladies. Well, there is a lady, though. As you can yeah. see, the player is dancing with the chick. Because uh, in the game, there's some celebrities that will go to the various clubs. And, and you know how the celebrity chicks are. Uh, mm -hmm. They love the gay guys. Yes, they do. They do. They're insane for them. The, they're, they're big into the, the fag hag scene, as they, as they call it. <laughs> and I have dancers. I, you know what the thing when you call yourself a fag guy, I don't think it's nice to either one of you. No, that's the thing not. about it. Because they're both slurs. Let's be yeah. honest. You're a hag. Uh, here is um, here's Dave. Dave, you're on my face. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, uh, Lasso, I just got a, a question. With these releases of these games that are making so much money, even more money than new release movies, is the pay for voice talent, is that starting to go up? Or is it, like, for main talent, I mean, like, main characters? Uh, not for Fez. <laughs> um... It's you. You have seen some video game companies have tried to work celebrities into their mm -hmm. games, like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. You know, we had um, several big celebrities in in that one: Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Chris Penn. Uh, we found that the real genius in video games uh, is, you know, the code, the people that make it look as as amazing as it does, mm -hmm. uh, and also, you know, all the motion capture that you have to do, you know, all, all the different scenes, you got to put people in motion capture suits, and the voice talent, while it isn't very important, um, you know, because I've, I've used uh, several people in this room, it is very important, but it's it's not... The actors aren't as important as, say, in a movie. When it doesn't all... put asses in the seats. Nobody's necessarily go wants to go. Oh, I want to go to the Nick Cage play the Nick Cage video game. Right. They say, oh, you know, I, I want the new uh, Grand Theft Auto uh -huh. because it's got, you know, I hear there's a tank and you can parachute. Right. Y you know. <laughs> so. So has there ever been a celebrity? Uh, thing that's really worked well, where people went for for the in know. history. Jack Black's doing a big uh, yeah. A big I, I push saw right now. that f for that, and I really don't understand the game. I've seen the commercial, 
But I'm going. I don't get the point. Is it a funny game? Is he really seriously the rock and roll dragon slayer? What the hell is this? Yeah, and I don't. I think sometimes that can work as a disadvantage because if somebody's like, "Oh, I don't really like Jack Black," they're not going to pick up that game. You know, mm -hmm. you you want to to lure people in with. With gameplay, you know, with fun missions, uh, you know, in the case of the Grand Theft Auto games, we try to put a lot of comedy and stuff in there. We've got entire TV shows you can watch in game now, um, you know, with like almost two hours of TV that we did. Your stuff really goes off far, really, really deep. We we tried to make it so you can't really find the bottom of it, you know, make it this big virtual world that you can run around in. There's an in-game internet. If you go to an internet cafe, you can email other characters in the game. Uh, you get spam email. You get text messages from your mom. I mean, it's not something that people who have friends should be doing. <laughs> you really need to dedicate yourself to endlessly playing the game. Well, no, you dude, you, you can pop in and you know play thirty minutes, pop out, but uh, just alone time for you. Just Laszlo, his game, and his Freon, like the old yes, days back in just Oklahoma, <laughs> and, a, and a Vietnamese girl that yeah. I can finger. Um, here is um, here's here's Sean. <laughs> Sean, you're about to fest. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, I like the Slazlo guy and all, but uh, is it me or is he getting a little strong with Fez and kind of stepping over crossing lines here? Well, he's asking for Fez to make the scene here, and Fez is being a little tight-lipped today. Uh, he's got uh, questions, and Fez is, you're not exactly being open with him. Well, they were questions about my nuts. Exactly. Break them out. Put them up here. Let's take a look. <laughs> what are you hiding? I'm I got gonna, mine up here. I, put those away. <laughs> I'm going to keep mine to myself. That's been your problem. I think that's why you worry. Pat in Colorado. Hey, what's up, guys? Great no, show. Business. Um, hey, Laszlo, uh, I heard a rumor that uh, there was going to be no more Grand Theft Auto, that this was the last of it. Is That's that true, right. Or? Laszlo's making that announcement right now. Let's, And then they're also stopping the money machine. That's the <laughs> <laughs> huge. Yeah. I had not heard that rumor, but if so, then uh, I'm in a bit of trouble because I've got construction projects in the, the works. Is, yeah, this would actually be like uh, Coca-Cola going like this. Let's get let's get away from Coke and start selling milk. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Why would they? This is your last year to get Coke, everybody. So drink up. I'm gonna buy a six pack. <laughs> you don't. Uh, well, they did do that. Let's be honest. The new Coke. Yeah, mm. I would love to meet the guy who who rammed that idea through, like the marketing executive. He and the Crystal Pepsi guy must just be somewhere freebasing right now. Well, what happened was they went out and did the test and found out in a blind test people preferred Pepsi. Yet he didn't realize that what they really wanted was the can. They just want what they always had. Right. I think that they could have changed the flavor and not called it New Coke and been fine with it. Just that it's Coke. It's really tough for me when I meet you know some of the younger generation and i try to explain the horrors of the cola wars and they yeah. don't fucking get that dude those are rough days the cola wars there was an it, interesting michael jackson got fucked up in it i mean it fucked some shit up well i think don johnson was the turning point in the <laughs> cola wars heartbeat uh yeah they used to and now you don't even see the coke and pepsi commercials nobody anymore. gives a shit about them anymore uh mcdonald's you don't see the mcdonald's commercials as much as you used to those were the only commercials we had in the 80s. You you could not wait to see the next Pepsi commercial. Well, it, it was, was always something big. Yeah, it was, it was going to be something huge. With the lab. And they would make the announcement, we've got Michael Jackson. Right. The, the coal, fuck the Cold Wars, they're over. We've got Michael Jackson. Right. Cindy Crawford Pepsi yeah. commercial was like one of the first things I jerked off to.
Have have you jumped into the conversation today without talking about masturbating? Oh no, sorry. <laughs> that fucking happened for a second. But that was an amazing. That was an iconic commercial, Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Pepsi. Yeah. You can drink it. Right. <laughs> Bubbly. <laughs> Which part made you jerk? Just like a fucking stick in the spokes over there. He really is. One minute he's talking about putting his balls up. Tracy, in California. Hey, what's going on, buddies? What do you say? Hey, I got a question for Laszlo. Um, hmm. Do you think that like the music games like DJ Hero and Rock Band are kind of like saturating the market right now? Um, well, what I do like about them is that it's getting people into video games that wouldn't normally, uh, especially, you know, it, the same thing goes for the Wii, is mm -hmm. it, it people that, I mean, I went over to my father's house and he's playing Wii bowling. I never imagined him to have a video <laughs> game console. So it, that, it is good in that respect, but, you know, I think there's, it, it's a completely different realm than games like Call of Duty or World of Warcraft or Grand Theft Auto, you know. One, you are sniping dudes in the head and base jumping off a building. Another one, you got a plastic guitar and you're pretending that you're uh, Lou Reed or somebody. Uh, Dave, you play the uh, the Beatles one, right? I love Beatles rock band. I play it every Friday night and, and pretty much Saturday. It's the best. It's you act like it's a gig. <laughs> it, yeah, it's right. I'm it, playing every Friday night. It makes me feel like a Beatle. The one thing that I want, though, is a Dead microphone talent. stand. <laughs> I sing. I've gotten, like, perfect scores on every song but four. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I've gotten perfect scores on every song. Every song. It judges it, how you sing? Yeah. Yeah. It judges, like, it judges, like, it gives you five stars or four stars or three stars. And on the medium level, I've so got... So it's fucking American Idol for nitwits. <laughs> well, I guess. Which is actually what American Idol is, when yeah. you think about it. It's a great song. I mean, a uh, game. People love it. People love Guitar Hero. They love all that. I, I don't think it's, I, like, back to that guy's, I don't think it's saturated the market, but I think it's got, got people into, into video games. I think it's ruined parties. I don't want anything that becomes social. Everyone gather around. I'm playing a plastic guitar. Yeah, gather around and watch me. <laughs> See how good I do. I'm going to no. play, I'm gonna play I'm Simon not. to <laughs> yeah. a Beatles tune. Doug and Elizabeth, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron, talking about Pepsi and Cola. Um, it's true about the can, but also Pepsi's a little bit sweeter than Coke. So you do a taste test, you take one sip, and you're Doug, like, you driving? oh, sweeter tastes better, but a whole can of oversweet. Doug, not, Doug not just, you missed our point. We're talking about the commercials. I'm not going to sit here and talk about the recipe for Coke and Pepsi. Fair enough, Ron. <laughs> All right, my friend. <laughs> Another casualty of the Cola Wars. <laughs> yeah. It was a terrible time. Yeah. Know? Terrible time. I still have flashbacks. You go in a restaurant and you're like, give me a Coke. Like, we've got Pepsi. Oh. You think that's a good substitute, do you? I always like, why don't you have both? Yeah, exactly. This is so fucking. I keep both in my house. You can't keep both here? No, it's very hard. It's very hard. They sign exclusivity agreements. Yeah. Well, why don't they just have one beer then? Oh, we have Miller. That's it. Really? You don't have. Because I guarantee you, a bud drinker between Miller and nothing will have a fucking Miller. It's like when you're just at your grandmother's house. You're like, yeah, give me the fucking Ballantine. What do I care? Uh, it's that time that we are going to. It's a Rorschach rant. And Rorschach wants to rant all over Laszlo. Oh, no. Go ahead, Rorschach. What's the problem? Hey, buddy. Yeah. Um, I have uh, two questions for Laszlo, if I can. Um, 
why do, uh, why do some companies like Blizzard announce their games like three years before they're ever going to be available? And two, don't you think that with games like Borderland and Team Fortress 2 and World of Warcraft, the trend now is for them stylized graphics and not realistic? And that's all. Oh, was I supposed to be paying attention? What do you Yes. Uh, <laughs> he wants to. Just oh, tell God. Really good, just tell me he's really good at games. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what he wants to hear. And then offer him a job. The, uh, no big deal. The, the no. reason that, that some companies announce a game three years in advance is so that it uh, gets hype out there and even more so keeps Wall Street aware of, of uh, what they're doing so they'll continue to fund that studio. Video games are very expensive to make. The code takes three to four years. Mm -hmm. And you, you, know, you need to have a lot of cash to pay tens of millions of dollars in salaries and talent fees and $5 for Fez's voiceover and stuff like that. This game here costs $800. So yes. that fucking, <laughs> that actually, money ain't going to make itself. It's actually $40 <laughs> in in-stores today. Oh, is that right? $40? His, uh, That's a bargain. His question about more stylized, I mean, uh, I, think, I think people are, maybe I misunderstood his question, but if you look at... Uh, you know, like this game has it. It looks like a virtual New York City. You know, the mm -hmm. graphics are, are amazing. Um, and you look at games like Call of Duty; the, the graphics are just phenomenal. And I'm much more into that than. than well, my joke guitar. is, I, I always, I, uh, I just uh, refer to the game as Call It Duty, and then it gets a nice big laugh. <laughs> gets a nice big laugh, and then I'll go like this. No, seriously, I don't want to play. Thanks. You don't make that game, do you? No, Call we don't. Duty? Good. Because it blows. Really? There's a lot of people that like that game, Ronnie. Well, I was in war, so I understand. I was in Nam and I killed a baby. <laughs> really? In the back of the bus and then it was a chicken? I shot a baby in the head in Vietnam. <laughs> really? And I was doing acid you at just, the time. You just rolled in? Yeah. I just went into a village and started shooting. And when the acid fucking uh, wore off, and I, I've never even talked about this on the, on the radio, but when the acid wore off I f and... Not only did I see that there was a dead baby there, I realized I wasn't even in Vietnam. I was in Linwood, Pennsylvania. <laughs> wow. And the dead baby uh, was someone, I told her fucking ten times to abort it. She wouldn't listen. I wasn't going to pay either way. I said, I'll do the abortion later, six months later. Uh, you live and learn. Uh, when I hear that music, it brings me back. Linwood, the 70s. Freon. Lost of, we lost a lot of good men. Uh, I see you folding your stuff up. You got another show to go to? As soon as the acid flashback scene comes in, I'm, I'm out. What show are you going to do now? Doing something called uh, Cavino and Rich. Oh, Cavino and Rich. Yes, I'm popping by there for a half an hour, and then I'm headed to the airport. And off to where? Boston. I'm doing morning show in Boston tomorrow and an, and an afternoon show in Chicago. So two shows in one day in different cities. They keep you moving, my friend. I'm going. And you got to look into an ISDN line, and all this stuff look, could uh, just it's, it's kind of, sit and relax. We would, uh, but it's difficult to show people the game over yeah, right. an ISDN line, you see. Well, I you, appreciate you, wanna, you showing you wanna, us the game. You want to give them the controller and let them check it out. We should have done that. But thanks for the... Uh, Thanks for the voiceover in the uh, in the game. Well, thank you for everything, and we wish you all the best luck. We'll see you when the next game comes out. Yeah, work on your cowboy voice. I will. 
Work on that cowboy voice. Grand Theft Auto, episodes from Liberty City. That is available today. Uh, Earl Douglas in next to talk about Fuzzy, the Yankees, and what happened last night. Come on over and grab a mic, Earl. I'm embarrassed. Earl? Yes. I thought you were going to be here at the beginning of the show again. All right. You asked me if we were going to be here at the, as the same time, and I went, yes. I said I would be here at 12.30, and I got here a little before 12.30. How are you feeling today? I feel good. I feel really, really good. I got some amazing... Even after last night? Um, last night sucked, but I got... Fez is interviewing. <laughs> I walked Laszlo out. I saw a very hard-hitting interview with Earl. But Earl, I don't know whether you heard me talk about this earlier. You lost Yankee Stadium. You lost that outrageous World Series feeling at Yankee Stadium. I'm going to take a break here, and I want you to think about this. And I know the blowhard uh, agrees with me. But the Phils did not walk into a hostile environment last night. Shocking. We'll be right back. Run a fest show. I so drunk. I feel like God. Such a badass Kenny, man. You still fucking. You say you fucking mess with me? I throw a brick in your face. Ron Fez show. A very uh, distraught, upset Earl Douglas in here today. Um, Earl, let me just uh, preface this by saying this. I'm not one of these guys who are going to say that the Yankees stink or that anything is wrong with the Yankees fan base or you've wasted all this money or you've ruined baseball. That's not my point. My point was this. Going into Yankee Stadium for the World Series used to be a frightening thing for the visiting team. Last night, you had a pitcher for Philadelphia in the pocket and was left alone by the fans. Then the rains came and anybody close to the field emptied out. You do not look at that as having a home field advantage. I think also that... They've taken Major League Baseball, and I will fault the Yankees on this. They have taken away the that whole idea of the hostile environment. In exactly. That, with the code of conduct, used to like used to walk in with a shirt that said "Boston sucks." You can't wear right. you can't wear the Boston shirt sucks anymore. They've gotten rid of pretty much all of the people that would. They would it, have it really a fuck you chant. Yeah, it they, re- it, it's not the kind of people who care enough at that game anymore. Now, I brought this up earlier. I don't think there's anything wrong with the way that regular people feel about the Yankees. You could feel it walking down the street here. It is people fired up. Those people are no longer getting into the stadium. Yeah, the whole, the front section where, I guess on the first base side of the dugout, those are all corporate people, Fox people. Fox has a ton of people. They have all their series 
uh, TV show regulars in those seats where real fans used it, to be. It hurt the Yankees last night. Because yeah. somebody needed to get into Cliff Lee's fucking kitchen, and that's normally going to be the fans. The guy came out, and he was just having one of those fucking games. Oh, it was... Uh, where he, was mow he mowed the Yankees down. It was maybe one of the best World Series games I've ever seen pitched. And, um, but you needed that. But he had no respect. He had no fear. He didn't act like, holy shit, the pressure's on me. I'm visiting fucking Yankee Stadium. He was allowed to get in that fucking zone. That I, that really shocked me last night. I, I mean, it is shocking, but it, this has been happening for yeah. six, seven years now. Here's what you got to worry about. Is, does that set the tone for the, th uh, the series? These guys walking in your fucking house... Showing you no respect, and the crowd not caring. It's really uh, Dave actually brought up why wasn't the crowd popping every time A Rod came up? You know why I, weren't they going fucking crazy? And I think now that all the pomp and circumstance of Game One is kind of done, I I, I, I would, you know, if they came in and just wiped the Mad Mum tonight, which I highly doubt mm. for Game Two, I would say you know what they they might have set the tone. But it for suddenly series. becomes must win for the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees are in a situation now where they have to turn this thing around. And again, guys are going to be flat. You don't expect the first game in your house to have zero fucking electricity. I'll tell you something else, too, that I'm getting a little sick of. The seventh inning stretch used to be, oh, this is fucking great. We're out at the ball game. Festive. You're singing along. This acting like it's fucking 9-11 just happened yesterday where we sit and we look at fucking soldiers and the flag and have to go through the long version of God Bless America and not even a fun God Bless America the way the Flyers used to do it where it was like a beer drinking song. <laughs> if this was another country, we're like, what do you need your military out there for? You know what I'm saying? I don't need to sit and fucking give myself over to the military and the flag. It's supposed to be the World Series game. Yeah, I mean, and again, that again, that's Major League Baseball. They they set this deal up because it's honoring the veterans this week. You know, it's all as part of this whole veterans thing. But I think the seventh inning stretch that it's totally it slows the game down because it's usually you have this it's a pace and a rhythm, and then all of a sudden they got to bring a mic out, they got to set it up, then they sing the long version, they got to unfurl the flag, and then they got to bring it all back, mm. and it, that it just kills the rhythm of a game. And what if it's a tight game and you just want to get right back into the rhythm of it? And I think it was still a tight game. It was two nothing at that point too. So again, this is the pomp and circumstance of game one. Now that it's done, let the real fans just kind of just get into it. And I, I would I, I honestly think that it's going to take somebody's gonna to have to fucking get into the kitchen of uh the Steinbrenner family and say you're losing something you had before. As you're trying to make more money, you're losing home field yeah, advantage. Well, they've already said that in the off season they're gonna take a long, hard look on you know, not only the ticket prices, just the overall vibe because it's it is a little tight right now no, where you can't unless they will Major League Baseball encourages now props. You gotta have the towel, a thunder stick. Uh, Matt, Matt in Utah, you're on running Fez. Uh, right, I think you know a lot of people in this country forget that we are a nation at war right now, and less we forget these guys over there. I mean, they're getting fucked up. Give me a break, Ron. 
No, I understand it, but why does it have to happen at the baseball game? You don't understand that. You pretend you understand that. You don't understand that. You're fucking way too cool for the room sometimes, Ryan. Well, well, can I tell you something uh, as I'm giving you the chance to talk? I don't stop this show, and we don't support them. You don't stop at your work and support them. I'm fucking sorry. And and as far as the, the fucking thing of we're getting fucked up over there, that's up for fucking debate. But you don't need oh, hold to... Hold on, Ron. If you Ron, were, hold on. Can, can I fucking point something out? If we were watching Russian people play their sport, and it stops in the middle of the game to look at their flag and to fucking look at their military and for everybody to show a sign of support, we would say, these are people without fucking freedoms. This would look fucking barbaric to us if we weren't doing it. It doesn't fucking, it doesn't have anything to do with the fucking baseball game. It should be about the fucking baseball game. That's all. You don't do it at your work. They don't stop you every day a quarter after two. Now everybody uh, listen as we say God bless America and think about the troops. No one else does it. Why does it have to happen at the, at the ball game? Yeah, least, you don't do it to fucking movies. Like, at least in school, you did it What like they did it last night's game. They did it at the beginning of the game. They had a ceremony honoring the vets. Right. And then... Well, there's a spot for it. You play yeah, ball. Yeah, I had no problem. I'm yeah. not talking about the opening ceremony. Right. But when you stop the fucking seventh inning stretch and try to act like we need to be solemn, you're taking your fucking team out of the fucking game, your home field team. But of course I'm fucking too cool for the room. You're calling from fucking Utah, you Mormon fuck. Blowhard, you're on the Ron Fez show. I'm with you, Ronnie. I think the national anthem is enough at the beginning of the game, and it just slows down the momentum, and it's like stating the obvious. We know the troops are watching. We love the troops. And it's just absurd that we have to have this big pause. And there's always a celebrity or a charity of, the, you know, like a flavor of the month club, like in football with the pink. You know, and, you know, I want to see these diseases and all these causes promoted, but sometimes it's a little overkill. Uh, getting back to the game, you know, you've got to give the other guy credit sometimes. And last night, Cliff Lee was, a, was the Terminator. And when he caught that ball behind his back, that's when you knew it was the Phillies' night. But right. the stadium itself... You know, I was there in 1976, Yankees-Royals. I was sitting in right field. I was scared out of my fucking mind. The place was rocking. The Yankees hadn't won a pennant since 1964 at that point. Chambliss hits the home run. The place is a controlled riot. I mean, the cement was shaken. The volume was, I've never heard anything like it in my life. People stormed the field. I thought we were going to get trampled. Everybody was having a great time. And if you look at classic sports, you watch the ends of those games. Uh, before Frank Rizzo, I guess, kind of put the clamp on it with the police dogs and uh, mm-hmm. the cops on the field. But and the whole thing is it's all changed. And this new stadium is nothing but a celebrity uh, millionaire beer garden. Uh, the lower seats that we talk about that are empty, you can't even access that area if you take your kid for a walk and say, you know, before the game, let's go down to batting practice, let's go get some autographs. They stop that. It's just like this elitist. It's like trying to get into Studio 54. You so you don't have the kids in. hanging over the railing anymore, screaming at their favorite players. That's yeah, all and going. It's, it's, it's just become this, it's all about the money. The fact that the $2,500 seat exists, I, I barely recognize this stadium, and it's getting harder and harder to root for this franchise. And as you get older, that might be part of it. But 
I just cannot believe that during a World Series in New York City where you have these crazy fans, and my whole life watching the 70s teams with Reggie and Munson and then the 90s teams, what happened last night? And maybe it's not indicative of what, you know, what's being broadcast on the television, the sound, but it, even the beginning of the game when they're playing the crappy Star Wars music and the introductions, there would be people screaming and, like I said, a controlled riot. Now the seats are empty. It's people who look like they don't even want to be there. It's just disinterest. And this, is, this isn't just the Yankees, I don't think. I think it's the same in other corporate stadiums. I'm sure it's the same down in Philly. Well, with um, Philly with the fucking with the shirt uh, of the people r- throwing their towels, they were never the kind of people that used to be in exactly. a fucking Phillies those, game. Yeah, but at least the they still have energy. They're still happy to be at the game. I don't think that the people in Yankee Stadium, at least the ones I could see on TV... I don't think it mattered to him. Fezzi actually said, hey, why don't we have seat fillers like we do at the Oscars? And the funny thing about that is they've turned it into the Oscars, a place to be seen, you know? Now, talking about, like, regular Yankee fans, I guarantee you, well, in any bar in Manhattan, and people are going fucking crazy watching it. Unfortunately, those people can't get into Yankee Stadium. Yeah, you know, you're talking about, like, all the uh, the food and all the, the things you're getting out of the ballpark. I mean, we used to laugh in the old days about ballpark food, you know, like Rodney Dangerfield's famous line, hey, better food at the ball game, you know. Mm. And now you go to, you can go to that steakhouse, you can go to the Hard Rock, you know, you can get offense, Johnny. But, you know, it comes down to it's not just the baseball. And if it was reasonably priced for Joe Sixpack, for the ham and eggs out there who are dying to get in, and you think that there would be some type of program that if they can't get rid of those seats, those field-level seats, Give somebody, you know, a, a chance. Give them to a charity. Just let some kids see their first game. If you would have had a bunch of fucking kids from whatever goddamn youth league at that thing, you would have been better off from a home field advantage. Yeah, and like I said, the place, the old stadium, I mean, I, I miss it. I really don't recognize this new stadium. And it's just the wave of the future. And if you want to look any further, just look at the Cowboys Stadium. Mm. I mean, it's just about the corporate greed, and there's got to be a backlash eventually. There's got to be a point where people are going to stop coming, and it's not happening now. There's still a demand, but it's starting to, to turn against them. All and right, if you look at some of the franchises that are really suffering now financially, because people just can't afford it, and you know, I still have faith in the Yankees because we got Pedro coming to town, to, you know, and tonight it's going to be great theater tonight because we kind of own him. But last night, give it to the Phillies, but the fans, they get a big zero for last night. Well, as far as you own him, the fans need to get on Pedro because they can fucking get in his head. We can only hope so because... But they, was... you can't leave him alone like they left Cliff Lee. They're just, just to get in his zone. You Cliff never Lee should have left so, him alone all night. He looked so smug out there last night, and I can't blame the guy because yeah. it was you could hear a pin drop. He was all by himself. And, you know, they, they, they limited the bleach receipts where you have the most loyal fans, and they put in some box seats out there. And, all right, again, my friend. paying this kind of money, it's obscene. But anyway, all right, talk to you soon. Peace. All right, Here's Chris in Indiana. You're on Run a Fez. Yeah, Ron, I was just going to say, uh, I don't know if any of you guys caught the post-game interviews on Fox, but they interviewed Cliff Lee, and he says, uh, he says I've, never, I've never been nervous in a baseball game before. He says, this is what I've always wanted to do. It's game one of the World Series, and he's not nervous. That's either his... It's his doing, or it's the fans not doing. Um, um, yeah, uh, he, you, anybody who likes baseball looked at this guy very early on and said he's in a fucking trance. 
and he's going to stay there until something big happens to him. And I actually think that the trance finally got broken by the Phils staying out a little too long in the eighth inning. Where he finally said, "Whoa, I'm in. I'm at the fucking game," and he made a couple of pitches that he wouldn't have made before. The defense got slightly sloppy. That needed to happen like the third or fourth fucking inning. Yeah, I thought. Actually, I thought when the Yankees hit, they had kind of a little rally. I think in the, I want to see the third inning, and I was just like, "Okay, let's get this thing going." You know, because you, you but that's what, again, that's where I bring up the crowd. The crowd has to fucking say, "We want," you know. We're going to fucking rattle the pitcher. And the crowd wasn't even pissed off when, you know, that double, that weird double play took place when they should have been going insane, spurring Girardi to go more insane. But he wasn't even, he was lethargic too. Here's Steve in Cleveland, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. Remember when I used to go to the game at seventh inning stretch? They yeah. had some guys out there running some calisthenics. It was take me out to the ball game. It was fun. We'd have some beers. We'd do our fake stretching. It was fun at the ballpark. Not anymore. Since 9-11, it's always been solemn. Every game, solemn, solemn. It's always the same now. Well, don't be too cool for the room, because Matt from Utah says we really need to support the troops. No one ever says we haven't. We've supported these guys for since fucking 9-11. But does it have to happen at every game? It doesn't happen everywhere else in your life. Why take the fun out of the World Series? Some baseball stadiums don't do that. That this is a Steinbrenner thing comes from the boss. Well, the boss doesn't even fucking do interviews. Anymore. I know the boss is you know, but that's because he was born on born the uh, he was born this. It sounds July like 4th. a Fox thing too, though. Here's uh, here's what bothers me about Fox. You really want Joe Girardi fucking bothered in the middle of a game while his team's up to bat, <laughs> so he's doing the interview. <laughs> Uh, that drives me fucking nuts. They talked to both managers or both pitching coaches. I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Why?" It's like we know, we're watching the game. I think they can. That's how Girardi's just sitting there complimenting Cliff Lee. Wow, he is fucking mowing us He's down. He's good. Here it is, fourth inning. We're getting the shit kicked out of us. By the way, how small is Yogi going to shrink? <laughs> I mean, that, why would those two women tower over him? It looks like Bilbo Baggins has a catcher's mask on. No. He must have been big in his day, right? He, no, he was always he was, small. He was always like five foot, you know, nine. But now he's just getting fucking. He's not tiny. five feet now. No, I know he's he's it's <laughs> he's ridiculous. He's not five feet tall. <laughs> no, I I'm not laughing about it. I'm, I find it frightening. He said, true. He, he said he looked like an Indian yogi. That's why he got the nickname. <sighs> Here's Josh. Uh, Josh Sherman Fez. Hey, Ron, big fan. I got to tell you, man, I'm in complete agreement with you. I totally. Cannot believe the Yankees fans are not turning a little more hostile on the Phillies. You know, I'm from uh, Tacoma, Washington, right outside Seattle. And if you go to a Mariners game when the Yankees are in town, everybody's got their Yankee sock shirts, Jeter drinks wine coolers, A-Rod sits down to pee, A-Rod gets up the bat being an ex Every one of those things is true. So Everything that you say all- is true. I want one of those A-Rod sits to pee shirts. Oh, I can't believe it. The fans are all over A-Rod when he gets up. That whole fucking safe call field goes crazy, booing him, just making him feel like he's in a war zone. And they need to do that with these Phillies. You know, I'm listening to the game last night. The crowd's all subdued. And you hear Joe Buck make a comment about Jimmy Rollins guaranteed that the Phillies were going to take the series in five games. That was, you you know, that's a really good point. Why wasn't the Rollins the biggest fucking heel? Then he tries to open the fucking game up that way. After, you know, demanding something, he's trying to lay one down. They should have been up his ass. He's getting a free pass. 
Yeah, it's this. I think it's this whole. I would say the hell with it, but it's like this whole weird code of conduct thing, which sucks. You're they ready to stop being a Yankees fan. I will Come never stop being a Yankee but fan. But why? Ever. Why I, when you're embarrassed no, about I'm, the I'm way up, that... No, I'm upset with, with Major League Baseball beyond belief. Between the scheduling of the how the games are scheduled, how... Why don't, why don't you uh, write them an outrageous Twitter? <laughs> I can't write that. <laughs> I mean... That's right, you can't write. Games ending yesterday. in... Games ending in November? That's that's ridiculous. Try my Phillies hat on. No. Earl. Just put it on for one second. No. Just for two no. One second. second. Let's go. Just try it on. Never. Never, never, never. One? Dave's br Dave, bring it in. No, never. Never, never, never. Just to put it on safe and fit. It's going to look fine. It'll look great. Dave's got a big head. No. We'll see who has the bigger head. No. I will not put it on. No. Put it on his head. I am not putting put it on. Put it on with. You can wear both hats. Yeah, no. You can wear both hats. No. I will be the hostile Yankee fan. The hell with the Philly. <laughs> Or, well, I can't just put it on for a second. Put, on, put, no. put, put the head put on. Put it on no. see how it fits. No. Just to see if it fits. Never. I just never want to see if it fits. Never. Try the hat on. Never, never, Earl, never. put the hat on for I just a second. Put the hat on. Just put I it on for a minute. I will never wear Philly's hat. Put on the hat. Put the hat on. No. Play the game, Harding. Earl, put, put the hat on. Come on, Earl. There you go. <laughs> Earl, just put your hands at your side. Let's, just, let's put it up next to his head. Put it next to you. Trample that hat. Stop it. Put it next to you. I don't want to wear the Phillies hat. You're not going to wear it. Diehard Yankee fan. I will be. I will be buried in this. Just put it next to you. Put it next to you. Buried in that hat last night. Put it on. Stop it. Give me. I. Will you cut it out? Just put the hat on. I will not put that. Put the hat on. Put the hat on. Put the hat on. Let's go. Never put that hat. Put the hat on. Earl. It's Get the hat, hat on. No. On your head. Put no. the hat, Put the hat on. on. I will not ever, ever wear a Philly's hat. Are you putting the hat on? Put on the hat. <laughs> Philly's hat. Did you see my Twitter from yesterday? He wouldn't even let me put it. He wouldn't even hold a, a, a printout of the Philadelphia Fanatic. Just I, hold that. I Twittered it. He hold the Fanatic, girl. That's <laughs> put the Fanatic in your hand. No, put the Philly put, Fanatic. Put the hat on so we can get fucking the show going. Move. No, no. I will never wear that hat. Ever. It's just a hat. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Charlie in Virginia. Yeah, everybody seems to be missing the point. The, the, the Phillies took the crowd out by loading the bases up in the first inning. They found out their pitcher was not invincible. Uh, the reality of it is this. There's a nine-inning game, and real fucking hometown fans know that. And my only point is... I don't think the real fucking fans are at this game. They weren't last night. No, I mean, uh, they had one stat with, like, I think it's World Series, it's Super Bowl, all the big games. I think less than 10% of the people that show up for games are actual fans of the oh, yeah. teams. So That's why the fucking, the, you, you get more people excited at the Super Bowl for what is going to happen at halftime. Yeah. They're like, oh, but... The good thing there is you don't care as much because they are, you know, battling out at a neutral site. But the Philadelphia fans are going to be into these games. Yeah. If the if they're going to have home field when they go there, they're going to have a home field advantage. If the Yankees don't have home field advantage, that's fucking giving up a lot. That's giving up a lot. I mean, I think they'll be able to handle it because remember, Atlanta had the tomahawk chop, and I'm not. And you, you're stuff. missing my point. I know, I, I'm, I'm just, not saying that those Yankee players are going to be shaken in in Philadelphia beyond belief, but they're going to be out of their game a little bit. All you got to do is give back the same thing to make that even. 
This is nothing against the Yankee players. This is a fucking great team. There's great players on the team. But the, the fans last night were a letdown. Fans dropped the ball. Philly fans know how to get things done. Joe, Joe, uh, you're going to Fez. Go ahead. Hey, man, I've been to a couple championship games. I, uh, I went to uh, the, World, or the NLCS uh, last week. Man, the place was on fire, dude. We gave Manny Ramirez all he could take. He couldn't He couldn't do anything without getting yelled at, and it was just insanity. I, I've seen the Philadelphia fans um, throw shit at Tommy Lasorda at a, at a uh, Grapefruit League game down in Florida, <laughs> where they rode him very, very hard <laughs> so during spring training. Game. Oh. But that's what you don't understand, being part of the corporate elite here in, in New York. <laughs> You and your fucking wine and cheese eating friends <laughs> don't even know what I'm talking. Put the hat on, Earl. Put the hat on for no, five seconds. Put the hat put the on. Will not put the hat, hat on. on. Put Never. Hat. Put on the hat on. Hat on your head. Hat put. Hat on your Come head. On. Shot put. Hat. <laughs> Get on. Hat. Hit back. Just for a quick pick. Put the hat. Quick pick. No, no, no. Shove the book. Just say the P stands for Phil Rizzuto. He's dead. Um, oh, no. Adam, you're on the Mind Face show. It's Adam. Um, just what about the proximity of New York and Philadelphia? Nothing's stopping people from heading into Yankee Stadium. It's only an hour and a half away. And same for Philadelphia. Yankees fans can go down there. And I actually that. think that you might see more Yankee fans in Philadelphia than you will Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I think, well, they, they're like the biggest draw. You know, they're like rock stars when they go on the road. They always have these big entourages right, and big fans. Um, put this up as a Twitter Earl is so excited to get his new Yankees cap. Earl nearly faints from excitement with his new with his new uh, Phillies cap. Okay. Never, ever, ever. I, 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 I got to get my World Series cap. So put it up. Okay. Just let her get it. Look at that. Put it up. Twitter. Twitter it. Come on, put the Twitter up. Put the Twitter up. Earl. You don't know how to put pictures up there? Oh, well, Miss Know It All doesn't know that. <laughs> I also have no the, one uh, kick people off FBI. <laughs> I have the video. You're supposed to be the PAC, and, you, and what about the FBI? I have the video if you Three want initials. to. When are you going out to lunch? When are you two going out to lunch? I have to make a phone call to my wife if I'm going to do that. All right, make the phone call. I can't do that. There's a lunch called Cheaty Cheat Cheats. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little place around the corner. It's a table with beds. Sounds good. Sounds like cheese to me. Uh, Nick in Colorado, you're on Fez. Good afternoon, Ron Fez, Earl, worthless redheaded trader. Um, the one thing the Yankees are never going to get back, no matter how many people come, fans come to the game, they're never going to get back that house that Ruth built. That had a mystique. It also added to the superstition for baseball players, which we know are a superstitious lot. Either way, the guys on the Yankees are going to think the spirits are behind them. And the guys against the Yankees are going to think the spirits are against them. But it is no longer that Yankee stadium. And it's going to take quite a few years before the Yankees build up that same mystique as that stadium had. But on the Adderall. But I'm yeah, saying that whole Hat. that stadium. So even that stadium wasn't that stadium. It was... Right now, you're on the fence. Hey, Earl. You borrowed $2,010 from the buddies, and you won't put a hat on. That's really put true. Put the hat on your brick. Put the hat well, on. I mean, no, I'm, I'm showing my loyalty to my yeah. ball. What about, what about to the guys that did the Yankees lend you uh, 210? They give you 2010? No, they didn't. They no. don't have it. Put the hat on. I'm they gave him buckets. 
Have we even talked about a payment plan with you? You want us to go over that today? We want to hear about the VIG? It's fucking coming in heavy. Put the hat on. I never played quite so vigorously. What do you want to do? Talk to payment plan? Fifteen hundred is due right now. Or put the hat on. I will not put on a Philadelphia Phillies hat. Now I got people in Philadelphia, and I won't even put it on. What people you got? I got uh, cousins in Philadelphia. Of course you do. There's not a fucking ghetto. Just now? There's not a ghetto. Had, my not uncle a, lives in Philadelphia. My, oh my god. There's dad, not a ghetto in this in this fucking country that you don't have some relatives in. <laughs> what if Larry David splashed piss on your? You know what? Why are you gonna have to fucking say that? Seriously, uh, that's funny to a Jew. On his hat, this not is, on Jesus. On his hat. Uh, you know how um, that you guys are always waiting for the Messiah to camp, come. We are. It, yeah. Really? The Jews. Oh. With the empty chair. No, that's someone else. No, that's you. No, you it's not the, the Messiah. Who are you waiting for? Uh, well, you, it's Elijah. Yeah, go ahead. It's you know, it, but aren't really, you waiting for the Messiah? Empty seat. If someone you're waiting for the have a place to, you you're know. waiting for the Messiah. I, did, I had no idea. Yeah. Not well, a very good joke. Well, here's the thing. That's because he came. That's why he's not. That's why he can't find him now. Is he coming back? When he comes back, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> and oddly, at everybody but the Jews. Earl told me uh, we're automatic in heaven. So. Mm. Um. Earl, you haven't made a fucking point for your team. You don't win tonight, you're in huge trouble. Yeah, I mean, you can go, you can be down two games and still win a series. It's been done before. It, this it is not the Braves of '96. I know you I, want to make I, that comparison. I'm, not, I'm just saying it's I'm, a bad I'm, comparison. This done. Phillies team is a lot stronger. It can be done, Dave. It can be done. So you're already writing off tonight. I'm not writing, you're writing off. off tonight. I'm saying you're writing they, off tonight. You're writing off tonight. Tonight's written off. You're writing off tonight. You're writing off tonight. Why would you jinx it by saying it? Write it off. I would never say if gone who wants to be down 2-0 in a series too by the way Earl. two home games Earl. and again he thinks that going to a philly's gonna be like his payment plans what do you think is <laughs> fair Earl? 1500 now uh, no what's fair uh, what you would have prepared you know what i think's fair what's that? putting on the hat put that on put the hat on get the hat on put on the hat put on the hat philly's hat at least buy him a box of donuts. Do something to show you how happy. much is the 210s left <laughs> not a whole lot of it the 10. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Uh, Jay and Tampa, you're on my face. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, what do you think with the concert tonight they're doing with Jay-Z, that song before? I don't get that at all. That's the type of thing you need to do to get fans into a game now if it works tonight? And is that just an awful thing? I'm starting not to think that. Uh, Dave isn't that crazy for switching now. This is what baseball is going to become. It's yeah. taking everything out of the game. Really good point. So what I said, I, I criticized the fans and the manager, and they gave me shit for it. Now yeah. they're all coming to apologize. Too late. Yeah. Too late. Unless he puts let's the hat on, time, too late. Let's see what Jay-Z tonight. He's doing his new um, song, Put It on a Glass, <laughs> which I think is going to be great. Seriously, what's he doing? Funky Cool Medina? <laughs> is that it? It's called that. Uh, bust called... a move? Is it bust a move? <laughs> It's a duet with Alicia Keys. I think it's called New York Empire State of Mind. Because I'm in an empire state of mind. Life was so easy living day by day. Here it is. This is it. Jay-Z's good. This is going to get the Yankees pumped up. Come on. You'll get the thing. I don't know, bro. Cool, cool and not a bore. And a 
At what point do you know that the Yanks had lost last night? What inning did you say this is? Um, it was that sixth inning. I was like, you waited that long? I waited that long. You don't know baseball. No, but I saw that when he was in such a fucking pocket. I'm like, there's no one stopping him. Were you going crazy every time Hutley popped another one? Talk about no I, I was, huh? yeah, I was more mad at the. I got angry at the, pitch, at, yeah, the pitch selection because it was like because he was ahead in both both times he was yeah. ahead. It was like you want to see CC gone? No, CC is <laughs> as big. I mean, he had a pretty good actually Bye, very CC. good. He had a very good outing. Two runs, four hits, six innings is not a bad outing. Uh, Brandon, you're on my face. Hey, Ron says he loved the show. Uh, I just want to comment about the Jay Z. Yeah, I, I really don't think it's just to get asses in the seats. I think it's kind of the next, uh, you know, it's the new Frank, Frank Sinatra song. Um, if we can make it there, we can make it anywhere. It's I'm not a big rap guy, but I haven't heard the song yet. Let's uh, let's take a listen to it. I know we have it. It's Empire State of Mind. Empire State of Mind by Jay Z yeah. and Alicia Keys. Yeah. Well, you can't. Jay Z is the biggest star in the world right now. Um. Yeah, he's a, he's huge. Absolutely. Does he ever get confused and think he's married to Alicia Keys? <laughs> no. Or is there a difference between that and his wife? No. Should it be Alicia Keys Z's? Here it is. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Nero. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my demeaning connos right there up on Broadway. Pulled me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street. Off white Lexus. Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there bed stop. Home of that boy. Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata, still sipping my top. Sitting courtside, Knicks and Nets give me high five. Nigga, I be spiked out, I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from... That fucking Philly hat on. Get that hat on. Get no hat. You welcome, OG. I made you hot, nigga. Catch me at the X with OG at a Yankee game. Shit, I made the Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee king. Oh, no, I believe I made the I made the hat more fucking famous than a Yankee king. He's gonna sing that at the game. Smart Yankee, Jay Z state of mind. Isn't that tampering? I'm actually gonna watch this. See if he drops the M bombs. Did she say wet dreams? I think so. Girls 
need blinders or they could step out of bounds quick the sidelines is blind with casualties who sip the life casually then gradually become worse don't fight the apple eve caught up in the in crowd now you're in style and in the winter gets cold in vogue with your skin out city of sin it's a pity on the whim good girls going bad the city's filled with them mommy took a bus trip now she got a bust out everybody ride her just like a bus route hell mary to the city you're a virgin and jesus can't save you life starts when the church in. came here for school graduated to the high life ball players rap stars addicted to the limelight empty in may got you feeling like a champion the city never sleeps here comes the hook This has got to replace New York, New York at the end of the game. Yeah. Fucking free burden on us. <laughs> oh, hold on. There's melody at the end of the song. Put your light is in the air, all y'all. Say yeah. I think they're allowed in the stadium. They hold up phones now. You're loving it, Earl? The hook, I like the hook. Black Rock? I don't know if it's Black Rock, but hey. Earl's starting something called the Black Cock Coalition. <laughs> no, I, you know what? It's funny. I, there is a un, there's an underwear line out called Anaconda. It says not, and the hook line is not for your average guy. And it just has a big muscle-bound black guy. Why would you know all about this, you fucking effeminate? <laughs> it's a giant billboard on Jamaica Avenue. You're just sitting there jacking off in front <laughs> no. of it. Sick. Uh, you are sick. Uh, here's Z-Man. Z-Man. Ronnie, New York Metropolitan fans is celebrating with our Game 1 victory cigars over the evil empire as poor little blowhard can't pay his 35 cents for his hamburger that he paid. Z-Man, your, your, your season ended Memorial Day. What are you celebrating? What are you exactly celebrating? What, more mediocrity from your team? We make the World Series. One New York team has to represent. No, we have morphed into the Phillies. We are now Phillies. You are, and oh, we yeah. are taking you down. Yeah, because they, they made you your bitch all year, so why not? Oh, oh. I'm telling you. All right, your, your star pitcher called you choke artist, and you did nothing. Hey, listen. Don't say me. I didn't do anything. I just root. But I'm telling you, the Phillies are winning in five, and this is a beautiful fucking thing. That was a great game. <laughs> yeah, your opening day, we met Phillies in Philadelphia. They'll raise the championship banner in front of you. What's so great about that? Oh, a great ex-Met is representing us tonight. Yeah, who you let go? You didn't even you didn't even talk to the guy to resign him, you idiots. Uh, yeah. All right, that's. Uh, I want to see Z win win one of these. <laughs> He's celebrating Pedro. He's like, you let him go. Yeah, they did let him go. He was like, I wanted to be with the Mets, but they never called me. Philly called me. Uh, Joe, Joe, you're on a fez. Oh, my God. That is the most horrendous fucking song I've ever heard in my life. Let's listen to it again. You want to get it rocking? This fucking talented son of a bitch has the balls to mention the chairman of the board in a song where he's always been played at Yankee Stadium, Mr. Frank Sinatra. That is disgusting. I don't want to hear that shit ever again in my fucking life, honey. You don't like it? 
it's fucking. Um, I almost had to pull over to throw up out the window. That was that was a nonsense fucking thing. How could they play that at a ball game? I don't understand. Is this going right before the game tonight? I believe so. Yeah, pregame. It's part of the 7.30 pregame. All right, I'll be watching. It was going to be on last night, but it got rained out. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Because I didn't turn the game on until the game started. That's how it was crazy. <laughs> That's how I watched none of the Fox pregame. It's like, I know all the, I know both teams very well already. And Earl, put the fucking hat on, please. Put the hat on, Earl. No. Earl the hat put the hat on. Come on. Get the hat on. Put the hat on. Get the hat on. So, hat. You can put the motherfucking hat on. I walked out. I put the fucking hat on in Brooklyn. I went to Biggie. I put the fucking hat on. Put the hat on. Have a good day, boys. Now, who would have went and put that on? Why not say Earl loves to get his new favorite hat? Scruff? What's with Scruff? Who, who, when did he start writing for the fucking show and putting in facts rather than the fantasy? Uh, by the way, RF Rube just got his Ronnie B's today. Let's hope he twitters he likes them. I don't know. I know he's going to go home for lunch and check them out. All right, we'll take a break here. Manifestation. This half hour, war, death, famine, AIDS, homeless, recession, depression, deficit, drought, flood, earthquake, fire. You open your curtain, you look out. Show, put that on, Earl. No, Earl, Earl, put, put that on. No, everybody's wearing a hat. hat. No. Oh, by the way, there's a nice uh, new thing up on Two or Two Friends uh, Twitter. Uh, Earl's excited to get his new hat. It's not my hat. I wear a black. I, re- on black. I, re- I read it on Two or Two Friends Twitter, and you can see that you're really excited. I'm not excited at all. It's it on a, Twitter. It's an untruth. I wear well, a black on, on black. Twitter? It's why is it on Twitter? It's like an Twitter. unflattering po- photo of me. I wear a black on black New York Yankees baseball hat. But well, then I see you getting a new hat. And it's not it's a new hat. Yeah. Put that on. It is not a hat, and I'm not. It's not a new hat. It I'm is a hat. Earl. Earl, it's definitely a hat. What a hat? Earl's wearing his hat. No, I'm not. Uh, here's a little rock news. Mike Jackson's brand new film. This is it. Uh, Tuesday nights, midnight showing, made $2.2 million. Gigantic midnight showing. Anybody having any plans, uh, HGG? I know that you uh, grew up being a big fan of the King of Pop. Yeah, I've been um, watching all the really bad um, made-for-TV movies that have been on TV. I've mm-hmm. always been fascinated with them all. Do you want to see this? Yeah, definitely. In the theater, or you want to wait until it gets out of the theater? Oh, why not in the theater? Because I think if his, he was alive, we wouldn't go in the theater to see this. No, I definitely wouldn't. But now that he's dead, like, oh, I want to go to the theater and see a dead guy dancing. Earl, are you going to this? No, I have no desire to see it because it's just... I don't know, I don't know if I'm like ready to, to get to that point where I'm like, okay, let me see him like the last, pretty much the last time he was alive. Because you, you're still a little uh, heartbroken about it? Yeah, it still uh, it still hasn't really hit me yet. It was like you know, well, Michael I'll Jackson. He's dead. Michael Jackson dead is like ow. It should have sunk in. It's still kind, and then to see this kind of, it's too eerie. Because I mean, what is it like performance footage and? Well, what it was is he did his show uh, as a dress rehearsal. 
they filmed it, and he was going to take a look to see what he needed to change, what works. So it's like doing a live show with no audience there. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't rush to see it because, like you said... You're going to have to. I think it's only two weeks. The well, the, if I miss it, it's not a big deal because his later performances weren't what interested me as much. You know, I'm, I'm much more fascinated with seeing him growing up and, and seeing how he became... What did he big for you? Uh, thriller? thriller, yeah. The I mean, that wasn't necessarily my favorite time of his, but that was when he was at his height. He was his sight thrower for you. Um, you up against the wall? I'm an awful wall guy. That was yeah. that was like the watershed moment. After that, it just got completely. See, I'm pre. I'm little Michael Jackson. <laughs> little J Michael Jackson is my fucking guy. I fucking love him as a little kid. Even now, I can sit and watch that stuff over and over. Nothing beats the Jackson 5 songs. And and I even like early Michael Jackson, but most people don't even know those songs. What are you talking about? In between the Jackson 5? Yeah. yeah. I mean little. Like, he's so little, like, how can this little kid be doing this? <laughs> it's amazing. I remember uh, there's that one uh, poster that's, uh, like, all over Harlem where he's, like, 11 years old and he's wearing... The Sinatra outfit, like the tuxedo, the hat. Yeah, yeah uh, it has the thing over it. Yeah, like, it's adorable. He looks so ridiculously cool doing it because he was just so assured for a kid who was like 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, Dave, would you want to see this stuff? Uh, only if black or white is in it. I was a big fan of that song. It is. But that's when he peaked for you? Really, black yeah. or white? And, but, I mean, honestly, if they, if that song's not in it, then I'm not into He's this in video. It. He does it two times. I like the Macaulay Culkin. He does Culkin. it once in the... Middle and then later doing a medley. All right, then I'm there. And Macaulay Coughlin is in it at this age. Still trying to... He was great in it. Uh, his kids, the little uh, blanket, uh, tweezers, and <laughs> I think uh, zipper. Uh, zipper, Jackson. Uh, th they're supposedly saying a shrink right now. And they're just saying to themselves, the shrink goes like this. They weren't before? No. Well, Michael wasn't going to let them get any outside stuff. But the shrink actually said to them, uh, you know your whole life's been a lie. So let's get started straight. Oh, <laughs> No, I made that up. But that's what I'd have to say. Everything that you thought was fact, let's start over again. First of all, this is a spoon. It's not made out of gold. And <laughs> giraffes aren't allowed in the house. All right? Let's start and try to remember some of the rules. Because you know they must have been confused about what life was like. Yeah, oh, God, they're, they're like the most maladjusted kids in history. You know, like, you know, put being, the hat on, real. I'm not on, putting put the, the hat, hat on. on. Hat. No, hat on. no, no, no. Put the hat on. Black, interlocking, and... Michael Jackson or Prince? It's mid, It's early 80s, early to mid-80s. Michael Jackson or Prince, who do, you, who do you pick, bro? I'm going Prince. Wow. Michael Jackson. But I love Prince. It seems like you don't. Uh, Dave? MJ. Thriller was anything better than uh, Prince has ever done. Oh, that's not true. Ooh. That's insane. <laughs> Thriller was better than anything Prince has ever done. It's not true. Well, the girl is mine, Dave. <laughs> Good one. Good yeah, one. Thriller. Thriller is one of the few things where someone reached their height of popularity and I still love the music, even though I was a fan before. You know, usually when someone makes that big, big, giant breakout, you just it just seems like it, it lost something. I still love Thriller years, but but... Not better than half of Thriller Prince. is unlistenable now. No, I agree. nothing's unlistenable. Half of the, the girl is mine makes me ill, physically ill. But can you blame a lot of that on Paul McCartney? Oh, I blame it all. I mean, Actually, the I never liked the girl is I, mine. I never even liked the Thriller song. I always thought that that was kind of embarrassing. The funk of stop it. <laughs> Vincent Price, <laughs> shut the fuck up with that stupidness. 
At this age, I can say it's embarrassing, but when, you know, when I was in high school, I thought it was amazing. Well, look at the way you're dressed. Obviously. You mean you put song for song off the wall, put song for song thriller? It's not even close. Off the wall was just such a better record. Great album. And it was also a gigantic hit. Don't act like it was. It was the. It, Don't the, act like you were there when nobody else was. I mean, that was a fucking huge fucking selling album. And even that, like, everyone saw Thriller coming, right? But off the wall, no one saw it coming, and it became like this. It, at the time, it was, like, I think, the biggest selling record of all time. Um, but here's the thing for Michael Jackson Dying was such a great career move for him because it's really popped his career once again. And now, I don't know whether you guys heard about this. There is talk that a couple of the rags have been offered autopsy pictures. Really expensive. No one has bit yet. And it's not taken off a fucking cell phone camera. Somebody took really dead-on professional shots of his autopsy. I got 25 bucks. That, that is beyond morbid. Having clear, you know, high resolution photos of a guy basically getting cut up. Yeah, oh. that's not even the Elvis coffin photo. We have dead pictures of most of our celebrities. Why would this be any different? Why? Why is Michael Jackson getting this? He, the guy was not a fucking saint for Christ's sake. We have pictures of John Kenny's head blown off. Where? There's autopsy photos of him with the with the fucking hole in the back of his head. Yeah, those are grainy, weird pictures. No one needs to see them. Well, this I'm, is wait, perfect. But who's HD. putting the, uh, is the estate putting these photos up? No, or? no one knows who's doing it. Somebody, I guess, that was working for the photographer, for the doctor, whatever, has these. Uh, they're not out yet, but the rags have been offered them. I mean, I, I, I would probably guess like at least ten million dollars. I mean, they're going to. What get if blanket or zipper see these though? <laughs> Again, uh, they are so. I, I can't even get into the mindset of how screwed up they are, just from the fact that they traveled all the time. Well, you just assume you have no evidence. You've you haven't seen any of their behavior. No, but I'm you're saying just I can't even. I can't even. I'm, I'm saying I but, can't even get into that mindset of what. Is it they because went he through. dressed them up as beekeepers? So on Fez's fix. They're better adjusted than we are. Who knows? Do you think that these kids are going to be okay? No, there's probably. I'd be interested. I'd be curious to see what went on there, but I, I'm not going to come to the conclusion that they're fucked up kids. They kids had a great life. They had an amusement park in their backyard, for fuck's sake. They, their dad used to take them to every foreign country in the world. These they're, kids had it made. The world attended his funeral. You know what I mean? Like, when you have a funeral, you have a funeral. It's close family, but the whole planet was watching your father's funeral yeah they definitely have a different experience than the rest of us i mean there's no doubt there's all sorts of things going into play here but that doesn't mean they're a mess i mean they might be let's hope let's hope they give us another generation of jackson nuttiness <laughs> and i want blanket to make an album now i don't want them to wait well, I think Joe... And I want him to come out dressed as beekeepers. And I guarantee you everybody will be going fucking crazy. Well, Joe was already kind of hinting that he was he wanted to push them into a musical career. Yeah. So... And he did he did a great job with Michael. Yeah. No one ever gives that man enough credit. Uh, he, I mean, he made a musical empire out of out of his children. He even well, got re a hit out of Reezy. If you're listening to the show, your kids could do this if you stop letting them play all the time. And you start making them just fucking do stuff that you need them to do. You know, for multiple hours of the day, like this nonstop for rehearsal. 12, 14 hours is fucking making it happen. And would Michael Jackson have been a, a star without his dad? No. 
I don't think so. Uh, getting back to the sports talk, the Redskins have done this. They have banned signs from the stadium. Uh, for years, you could take a sign to the stadium. This year, uh, they said, that's it. No more signs at the stadium. How do you feel about this one, uh, Fezzi? I like it. Get rid of signs in the stadium altogether. I don't care whether they're positive or negative. You don't need to be sitting there holding up a sign in front of me, in front of my seats. <laughs> but here's the deal. Why are they only now deciding to get rid of signs after the signs started to be negative about the team? That, that makes the Redskins look bad. And from what I understand from watching uh, part of the interruption last night, uh, both those guys are locals. The city and town is going crazy about this. They think this could be the final revolt against this awful franchise. Where are you on it? I uh, think Earl? again, you're you're trying to modify fan behavior. It's kind of a sign is kind of like booing. You know what's right. this? You're banning booing. You can't. You know a sign that says you know you can even it's something negative against opposing player, the owner. Because you know half the sons are probably about the owner. Actually, uh, they, on PTI, they were calling it a free speech issue. I don't think that's necessarily true because, you know, you ban heckling at a fucking comedy club. You'll throw a guy out for fucking heckling. So I can get where they're coming from, but Fez's attitude would have been made a lot more sense if they were doing this during one of their uh, 11 and 5 years or a fucking 10 and 6 year. Even a 9-7 and seven year would come off better than this season. It just looks like we are trying to control the message about management. looks really bad. Where are you on it, uh, Dave? you got to keep the wall. I mean, just signs are a part of uh, sports. They're a tradition. I mean, and don't act like you've never laughed at a sign. Oh, they're, they're, I know it's rare, <laughs> but there can be some funny signs. No, signs have been a part of sports for a long, long time. And, and you're ruining a fun tradition at your, your sport. Well, it's really just more a matter of this fucking team wanting to control the message. He, the guy's already buying up the radio stations so that he can have it. Um, you know, the a kind of positive sports radio talk show about him. Yeah, so what's next? They're going to get rid of the local guys who are just destroying the team, and there's a lot to destroy. They just won't have access anymore. So since he's putting together his own radio stations, it's, their shows are kind of like good stuff about the Redskins. <laughs> hey, what I like, I like when it's fourth and one and we punt. <laughs> I think that's great stuff. I think the Lions tried this at the end of the Matt Millen days, where if there was a sign against Matt Millen, they were being removed from the stadium. Um... And again, did that help their team at all? I mean, everything what those signs were saying was fucking true. You'd be better off trying to turn the signs positive by winning games. Because people don't show up this year at Vikings games with a lot of anti-Viking messages. You gotta win. You gotta win to get the positive response from the fans. There's, that's the thing about sports that is just so cut and dry. If you play lousy and you win, you have a better day than if you play great and you lose. Yeah. It's just win or lose. And you motivate the management to do something because, you know, like back in the days when you when fans used to wear paper bags over their heads, management, of course they hate it. You want to get rid of it. So build a better team. Dave in Tennessee, you're on a fez. Hey, guys. What's everybody going to do now without being able to try to create cute ways of putting ESPN into a stupid sign? 
Every satisfied pay. Yeah. Those are just the worst. P's got to be the hardest, I would think. All right, there is um, a picture of Earl right now on Twitter. Whose Twitter is this? Uh, somebody sent this in and said Earl's a really big Phillies fan. I don't know how to and pronounce Earl, that name. Uh, I'm going to say it's Zach Sidox. Uh Earl, when did you dress up like this? I, Go ahead and hit the pick again. I never dressed up like this. Right, there you are, Monty G. Uh, once, twice... Uh, uh, that's you when you're fighting. No, that is Photoshop. They that got is me. Not, with a, that they, is you, Earl. They got me fat and with a big afro wig on. I never Earl, had hair I know in your 10, face anywhere. Fifteen years. I know your face anywhere, and that's you. No, and my face. That's the hat on, Earl. That's my that's face. You, Earl. Hat. That's my face. More. That's you, Earl. Put that hat. Hat. That's you. Hat. That's you. Put the hat on, Earl. That's you, Earl. No. Hat. Black interlocking N and Y. Uh, TJ, you're on my face. You know, I was at a Browns game this weekend with a buddy of mine, and uh, we made up this big sign sitting in the front row because, you know, Rush Limbaugh was trying to buy the Rams. And it said, Rush, you can buy our team. Apparently management didn't like us. They made us take down the sign. They didn't kick us out, though. They made us take it down. They, so if they see a bad sign, they'll go take it down. I mean, I can see if they don't want to have uh, fuck my cock signs. <laughs> I can understand that. And I think it would be even better to just go around and knock down the signs you don't like. <laughs> Then to say nobody can bring a sign of any kind. You know how many stupid little kids like to bring a dumb fucking sign with them? Oh, I would make signs every single time I went to a Yankee game. What would your signs say? Like, Donnie's my favorite. Yeah. Let's go Yanks. My best sign, though, was to a wrestling thing in Asbury Park where Sl Sergeant Slaughter was fighting Nikolai Volkov. And I wrote, Slaughter rules... Russian drools. Good one. See, I rhymed right there. Good one. But See, that's the thing with a kid's sign. It's always too wordy. They don't use big enough ink. You can never read them. They're misspelled. But that's fine. <laughs> it's for them. <laughs> Stupid. It's for them, though. Yeah, I actually did misspell drools. D-R-U-L-E-S. No. <laughs> I thought because it, rhymes with you did. because it rhymes with rules, it's got to be spelled the same. But you've never taken a sign to your wrestling days? Um, yeah, I, I did take a sign one time. What did it say? Yeah, it was, um, un, I was something about the masked assassin, and it was like... Oh, he rolls, and the other guy drills. <laughs> you just destroyed the argument, then. Yeah, I know he does. Ten seconds. But they were dumb. I should have, <laughs> someone should have stopped me. No, it was fun. You know it. You had the sign. You were all proud. That was a fun time, bring those signs in. It was a pain in the ass. My, my father what about ended this, up having to hold it. What about uh, this thing that Earl was wearing, his Fight and Phil shirt? It's, was, on it's on Twitter, Earl. It's, on Twitter. it's already on Twitter. Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. It's on the web. Twitter. Twitter. Got Sorry. tweeted. Internet. Have you ever seen me with an afro? Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I did, just in this picture. 1982. On Twitter. Awful. And, I mean, the uh, Mets of the early 60s, I'm sure Earl knows this, their team was so shitty that the only thing that was good about it was those signs and those placards that the fans would bring in. Those were legendary. Well, they used to have banner days. So. They would have banner days. It was a very famous thing. So signs are great. Signs, signs everywhere, signs. I'm blocking out the scenery, <laughs> breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Sal and Maryland, can you read the signs? Yes, sir. And someone had a fuck Brett sign this past weekend. It was spelled backwards. They didn't catch it. It's kind of funny. They should have brought a sign and then had a mirror. <laughs> uh, here's Joe. Joe, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. How about the uh, Redskins fans bringing signs saying, 
Dan Snyder, what a great job you're doing. Or Jack Kent, who? We've got Dan Snyder. How about Dan Snyder, five feet of dynamite? You just fucking have that up in the air. See that short? Yeah, he's the tiniest little man ever. <laughs> Seriously, he's the tiniest little man ever. But I mean, it just seems, it just comes across as it comes across so cheap. It's like your team's what two and five or whatever it is. Like, how about pumping some energy? Do they actually have two wins? What do they do? Play the Bucks? <laughs> they play the Bucks for one of their wins. Mm. What's the Bucks record right now? Zero and seven. Can they go zero and sixteen this year? They could definitely go zero and sixteen. Who could they possibly beat? They've got Carolina still in Carolina. I don't think they can win that. that I mean, they beat, Carolina beat them in Tampa, but I think that's the only team left. They've got the Jets on the schedule. Oh boy. <laughs> they've got two Saints games, two Falcons games. Ooh. They've got, oh, they've got the Seahawks. They made such a great job getting rid of Chucky. It's the smartest thing they've ever done. <laughs> Might have to bring him back. They ought to fucking beg him to come back. Maybe put some signs up. <laughs> we can't. Let's take signs, but for other teams when we go to Redskins games. We'll just start complaining about other management. So if there was a negative sign against the other team, they wouldn't even put that up either? No, all the signs have to wow. come down. Yeah. You've ruined it for everybody. You anti-Snyder people have ruined it for everybody. It's the Fez Watley way of treating children. Uh, everybody gets punished from what one people person does, which I think should go over into society. I think that if a, uh, a bank gets robbed in a town, the entire town should fucking spend a little time in jail. Everybody's part of this. You're all in it together. All the citizens are going to suffer now. Um, here is Adam in Denver. Uh, yeah, hey, buddies. Um, buddy and I went to, uh, we went to WrestleMania. This must have been about two months or so after, I don't know, after September 11th. Worked at a funeral home, and I took a five-foot by eight-foot uh, flag, American flag, draped it over some stands. It wasn't blocking anybody, anybody's view. And uh, immediately in the first five minutes, we were asked to take the thing down. Yeah, they barely show the fucker uh, during the beginning of the, uh, when, when they're panning the whole audience and whatnot. I like to take an American f flag and then uh, fly it upside down and let on the teams in distress. <laughs> and can we get uh, help? Uh, people are already putting out comments about Earl. Get it? We're adding his new uh, shirt. Let's just read up a couple of them. Dave's dogs say, outline yourself in white chalk and go as a dead body for Halloween. Black Earl. Uh, this one... Um, says, the inverted tent on his pants is great. Obviously packing nothing. <laughs> Here's Blaze and Barney says, why is why it called Black Girl anyway? I don't get it. Why are you looking at my junk? Uh, here's Bill who says, oh, new term. Thanks, Earl. Earl's, uh, Bill says, wow, way to stick with your teams, Earl. He's Waffle Earl. Never. <laughs> Waffle. Oh, no, the king of waffles. Is this calling me a waffle? I wasn't turncoat. waffle. I was no waffle. You, you put are on a turncoat. Put on the hat. Put on the hat. Put on the hat. Put some syrup on your head. Put some sugar and syrup on your head, waffle. <laughs> do, the, do the big dance. Dance. I can't even <laughs> Come on. do the mummers. Do no. the, come no. on, Earl. No. Come on, Earl. <laughs> Still got <laughs> Dance. Everyone's doing the mummer strut. Happily. <laughs> Mama Earl. <laughs> Come on, Earl. We're walking down Broad. You're going down Broad Street. Do your strut. Look at this Philly fan. Look at the 
First time you haven't done it. That's true. That's bad luck for the Yankees. Staying loyal to my ball club. Strat Earl. Not, lo- not loyal to your pocket, Earl? I'm loyal to your This is my ball club here. Put the hat on. No. <laughs> Come on, hat. Five second hat. No. Put the hat up. No. Hat second. Hat. Hat. Hat Earl. Hat. No. Put the hat on. No. I can't hat. do it. Can't do it. Hat. 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 Put the, put the hat on, Earl. Seriously. No. I'll get in the side. Put the I, hat on. Or the hat. No. I thought you wanted to wear the hat. Black on black. N-Y. Baseball cap. That's what I wear. You want to hear Empire State of Mind again? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I got more money than you. I got a bunch of money. Look, I put it all in a pile. <laughs> I got money made out of money. What happens there? Yeah, hip-hop is a little bit big on the ego. Uh, Representative Alan Grayston has apologized to the world uh, word he used to describe a former lobbyist. Uh, he, the freshman lawmaker called Linda Robertson, advisor to Fed Chairman uh, A. K. Street, Hua. He said a bad word here, Hua. He had to apologize because the word is so offensive. You're not allowed to call anybody a whore. I think, and I, I love this dude because he totally speaks his mind, particularly on the health care issue, but he shouldn't apologize. He shouldn't? He should not have apologized. If why that's not? The way, that's it's the an way. offensive term. Uh, I mean, but in the sense that a lobbyist is kind of selling their soul. He means it, but the thing is, it could be uh, upset, people are upset because it says, it sounds like she pays to have things put in her vagina. Who are? She's a woman. It sounds like She's she walks K Street. So you think he should apologize still? Yeah, I, I say apologize. So we can't Mr. use the word whore anymore? Um, I mean, if someone is actually a whore, I think you could use the term whore, but no, to but, call a lobbyist. But, but you can't ever say, you can't say these days, oh, Metallica has whored themselves out to their sponsor. Metallica is just a bunch of, uh, of money whores that don't care. That can't be said anymore? That That's d- now offensive? That doesn't sound as bad as calling a woman a whore. Maybe it's old-fashioned, but I don't it's like... Back, it's back to being a woman, even though we have male prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, what is worse, being uh, a whore that's a hetero, like a woman is, or a boy whore who, let's face it, is with old men wearing wigs? Earl, why is every word offensive now? Why do we have to worry about everything? I think because people take words completely out of context. I mean, like, like the N bomb. Like my my thing with the N word is just that's just a personal thing. And you heard Jay Z dropping it. He, yeah, he drops it like. How know, do you say? It? He Does he it, drop it like it's hot? He he drops it like a yeah. He drops it like it's hot. But why don't they say drop it like it's slippery? <laughs> doesn't flow. Drop it. it like it's heavy. Nah, it doesn't have that. That makes flow. it look like he's not strong enough. So you can't call, you can't ever, you can say a guy's a whore, you can't say a woman's a whore. I think it's, uh, maybe it's uh, biased on my part, but I think it sounds a lot worse when you call a woman a whore. But you said maybe it's biased on your part. Where does that come from? 
where I feel uh, more of a protection of a woman against that name than I would a guy. And we're trying to find, figure out why is it bad? Why is that wrong? Why is it wrong to say somebody who works on K Street, and let's face it, they're out getting uh, a bunch of money, is uh, a whore for the, for the cash that's coming in? What's so awful about that? I don't think there's anything awful about it because he's basically describing what she does. Yeah. So I, I think he put it—he put it on one individual person, not all the lobbyists. Well, he said, well, "Is it wrong to say all lobbyists are whores?" I no, I don't think so. I think it sounds—it di sounds different to me. Right. All right. Here's Dennis in Maryland. You're on Run of Fez. Hey guys, I love the show. Uh, Fezzy, no disrespect, but why is it okay to uh, call a whore a whore if we can't call a fag a fag? He's got a, uh, a good point there. There, a lot of women who uh, work as prostitutes don't consider themselves to be whores. They think, "Well, whore is something worse than me. I'm a high class prostitute, or the working girl, or whatever the terms they use, a professional." But know what I normally call? Them? What M bomb. You call him that? Mm -mm. Uh, Dave, you ever use the word whore? All the time. Mm. All the time. And I've used it on myself. I've used it, I mean, you know, if, uh, it's not offensive. That's not an offensive word. Some words have taken, as, as we move on through decades and, and time, words, I think, can become less powerful. I mean, by Fez's uh, way of putting this, you actually could call a woman a fag. Yeah. But you can't call a man a fag. <laughs> Your point is you can only call somebody that if they're not that. If they're not that? Mm. In other words, <laughs> they have to be in, belong in the club in order to be able to use that word. you got to be in the club? That's what you're saying, right? Mm. Now, I don't agree with that. I think you, you can use... Here's the thing. You can use whatever language you want to use and then deal with the repercussions. If people are going to grill you, you know, just say, hey, listen, I don't care. That's what she is. I'm, I'm using the word whore. Big and deal. It's, it was meant to be derogatory. Yes. It's not like, uh, I, you know, I meant it in a nice way. You know, you're trying to use a derogatory term. If he just called her, you know, a whore, you know, oh, she's just a dumb whore, but had nothing to do with, you know, what he was her complaining actions, about her. He's basically saying she'll whore out whatever uh, she has for money. You, why can't you say that? Yeah. If you substitute another word that means the same so, thing, why do you feel better so about that? So you think that that's like a lot less offensive than just going like this. All women are whores. There are a bunch of whores that don't belong here. Then that would be a little more offensive. It's not about whether it's offensive or not. It's just about whether it's a, something that is appropriate for him to say. or may, If he's just calling her a dumb whore, then he's not making commentary. He's not commenting on you know the issue that's, um, the issue that's come up. He's just calling her a whore, and then that makes him look bad it makes him look like he doesn't know what he's talking about i don't know if he would have called a guy lobbyist a whore though i i've done I've it before seen it. and i've seen it done those Definitely. people are whores uh, how long have we used the fucking term sales whores in the fucking radio business and uh they are whores and the uh, pharmaceutical business too they, they call are them whores. All whores yeah and actually now even the pharmaceutical business goes out and gets women with big tits to, to sell their fucking pharmaceutical stuff you know what I mean? It looks like the Hooters girls are going around in the doctor's office. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hooters is great. I, got, I have to j join a pharmacy. Just minus the uniform. Well, they, 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 I mean, they've done things for years that, are, uh, that a lot of people would think are shady. But I mean, used cars, salesmen, all, you know, 
It's not as offensive as we're all fucking lying. Aren't we all whores? Yeah, we all. I mean, if you do take a fucking check, you're saying I'm selling my time. Any ad, you know? any person who advertises anything, or you know, when you know, a live read, you, you're being you're a whore. whore. You're, yeah, and we actually call it time to fucking whore out for a while because you're saying something you don't necessarily uh, believe in. Just like anyone who works for a company. Hey, is this thing going to work? Uh huh. It is. <laughs> it's definitely going to work for you. I love it. Yeah. Is this a nice room? Uh huh. Go ahead up there. I'm going to take your money. You go upstairs. Chances are you won't. You'll just put up with it. I think if he called her a prostitute, an actual, like, you know, she's having sex, she's fucking people in order to get her uh, agenda across. But what really bugs me about this is the people know the difference. And that's what I said about Bob Greasy. No one ever thinks that this guy's a bad fucking dude. And now he, now we have to publicly humiliate him by suspending him again. We love to use this time to act like... We're above what everybody else is. It's an embarrassment to me. And then we try to get them, quote unquote, redeemed. You know what I mean? Like, then they try to, then you sell the redemption story just as Absolutely. Bad. We love that fucking fake thing as well. I've learned from my ways. All we want is to make other people cry. After, the, cry. after the greasy thing, I mean, I'll never call someone a taco whore again for the rest of my life. What if they blow people for tacos? <laughs> I want to get in trouble. Yeah. We just have to turn every little thing, no matter how small, into some big incident, some major drama. Uh, we have to build it into a whole storyline. Squeeze every minute out of it. What's funny, until real drama comes along and then we ignore it. What we want to do is act like the, other, like the little shit is important. Um, I president, uh, this kind of stays the same way and see how you feel about it. President Barack Obama. Still can't get used to that, huh, Earl? Love it. Uh, on Wednesday, signed and celebrated hate crime legislation that extends to protect people based on sexual orientation. Um, the gay people have been looking for this a long time. Uh, I never get the hate crime stuff. Why don't you explain it to me, HTJ, how it works? I would love to explain it. I don't understand it either. You don't get it? I mean, it, the concept is we're going to punish you more. We're going to give you a more severe um, jail sentence or uh, whatever the penalty is if your crime was motivated by hatred of someone instead of, I don't know, just wanting the money or, or whatever would normally be. But here's the thing. Let's motive. suppose Earl kept bothering me for years and I hated him. And I said, I hate Earl, I hate Earl, and then I hit him. It would be less than if I hit him just for being black. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I could hit Earl, and it, if it's based on his personality, that is more acceptable than if I just hit him for being black. Well, we're very frustrated in this country because we want to change the way people think and we want to change um, the way people act, but we want to do it instantly and we want, you know, we want to come up with, here's the solution right now to get everyone to behave exactly the way we want, but you can't have a free society and do that. But here's what I don't understand. Hitting Earl is the problem. That's the crime. Not what <laughs> I think of Earl before I hit him. Right. So if you want to say uh, people who assault other people should get tougher sentences, I think that's worth uh, fighting about and talking about and saying, you know, we need to protect our citizens. But trying to act like Earl Ron hit you, but nothing to do with your skin color. He hit you because the way you drive your car 
or the fact that you never take your trash cans in. And then I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. And why wouldn't you always look into the motivation? You know, what was you know you have to go into the whole history before any crime occurred, yeah. and what what was on your mind? Were you just crazy? Did you know? We do sometimes um, with mental illness, but. But there's been a history of gay people being bashed solely for being gay. But what's the there's, difference? If you're bashed, why can't we if just somebody punish someone a, for a gay person? That's a hundred percent wrong. No matter what happens, they should be protected. Right, but it's it, there's been a history of it where it can, unless there's a stiffer penalty for something like that, it's almost like it's okay to do it. No, it wouldn't be okay. It would be the exact same that, than if they. If they bashed a gay person for having money or for parking their car wrong, it's wrong to hit another person. Anyone who does that should get the fullest extent of the law. If someone beat you up because you were wearing a blue shirt, would that make it? Would you be satisfied that they got a lesser penalty than if someone beat you up and called you a name? No, I wouldn't be satisfied. So, so why would you want the reverse? You know, if you get beat up, if your face is bleeding, it doesn't matter to you whether your face is bleeding because you're gay, because you're a woman, or because you're wearing a purple shirt. You want that person to pay, no matter what their reasoning was. Absolutely, but and by, pay to the fullest extent that they can be. But by adding this legislation to the hate crimes law, it's giving a gay minority a. Uh, uh, as much protection as other minorities get. No, no minority needs it is what the point is. Right. The point is no, anyone who has a crime uh, against them should be prosecuted. Period. I mean, you're absolutely right that if we're going to have hate crime legislation for this group and this group, then of course we should have it for that group too. But then what about the six other groups that we haven't included? Why are they less important? Or if I was to call up and say, look, I've been attacked and, and the person goes like this. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Bennington. This was just a random act of violence. You, it wasn't a hate. I would consider that hate. But I consider a crime against anybody fucking hate. But we give crimes stiffer sentences like murder for premeditation. To me, this is premeditated. It's premeditated by your hate of someone because they're gay or they're black or they're Jewish. Okay. That's premeditated. Then you can have a harsher penalty for premeditated assault. That would solve it, and it would solve it much more fairly than um, assault because of your particular background. By the way, great picture of who, uh, when did, was this taken of Earl? Who uh, took this picture of him? Uh, this was taken by our uh, friend Cigars and Scotch. Got a great picture of Earl in his Phillies cap. Earl finally no, uh, nice. put cap on. I was not ever wearing That's you. Woo! That thing is, is photoshopped. That, that is me. Is that you? Thank you. No further questions. You. Photoshopped. Black interlocking NNY cap. Uh, Rick in Louisiana. You're on a fez. Hey, uh, the guy who uh, shot the guard in uh, the Holocaust Museum, that was a specific hate crime. He didn't have a beef with the guard. He had a beef with you know the Jews and all that. That was a specific crime of hate. So... To me, it seems logical that's what you would get him on. Because he probably wouldn't go there to kill the guard unless he had the hate for the race. I just, I to me, killing the guard is the fucking problem. Not Right, why... but if there was a law about uh, Wait, hatred... Hold on. If crime... you think that there was a hate crime law, okay, that this guy wouldn't have killed that guard? I mean, can we just think about the kind of right. the fucking mentality... 
of an idiot who goes out gay bashing or whatever he happens to do. This isn't a fucking guy you're going to deter with this kind of stuff. Hit him on everything that you fucking have and that's it. And we, we don't like to punish for thoughts. It's, it's kind of one of the foundations of our whole system, is, of our whole judicial system, is not punishing people for thoughts. Um, you punish them that's for the That's the Catholic act. Church. And that's why you can't punish someone for, that's right, <laughs> that's why you can't punish someone for planning a crime if they haven't, you know, gone certain number of steps to committing it. So you actually have to do the crime. You can't sit around and think, if I was thinking, oh, you know what would be a great way to kill Dave would be? Yeah, you can't get punished for that. That's great. You can't get punished for wanting to kill Dave. What? Nothing, Dave. Well, well, I mean, you know, you're speaking out loud. What would it be a great yeah. way to kill Dave, I wonder? Um, Sunlight. Earl, <laughs> you've lost so much weight since you put on that Philly's cap. <laughs> um, you were so much bigger before with the red afro. <laughs> I was not wearing any Philly's paraphernalia whatsoever. None. Zero. Uh, Justin in California. Hey, guys, I just wanted to uh, point out that what Fezzi was mentioning about the premeditation and uh, this is a specific class or type of person, I just don't think that holds water. I'm just using myself as an example. I happen to be a white male that lives in a gated community, so if a minority of some sort or just a poor person were to follow me home and do a home invasion, that, that wouldn't be a quote-unquote hate crime, but it's certainly premeditated and it's certainly selected based on who and what I am, just like if it were a gay person or a anything else so, how so that you're, yeah he, what he's saying if any criminal targets wealthier people is this a fucking hate crime i mean it, it is more premeditated than any of the stuff that we're talking about you know just going into a gated community where there's wealthier people committing crimes against them what so, about self-hating crime mm, we'll have to work that way what about the um Self-interrupting cow. <laughs> Earl, for you, you, you like to hate crime stuff. I, I, I hate getting singled out. You know right. what I mean? I, I, That's <laughs> what I don't understand. Why do, get, why do gays want to make themselves a minority? Well, Your that, whole life you've hated the minority status. I mean, well, the whole idea is to be included. I mean, it's right. kind of like, well, you can't tell black jokes. And I was like, well, part of being included means everything. You know what you, I mean? What you want to be is the same as everyone else. That's been your dream. You'd say like this, please, Jesus, make me white. No. You, you didn't? <laughs> I want to be white. I thought you were religious. I am religious. Mm. With, you were praying, right? Yes. For something other than that? <laughs> I was praying <laughs> other than... <laughs> I'd like to be as white as Scott Hamilton. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Peter, you're running fez Peter, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, Ron, yes, buddy. We have hate crimes are designed against attacks that are designed to terrorize certain groups, like minorities, like burning a cross on a lawn, or uh, you know, destroying a synagogue. It's not the fact that someone beats up a black girl because he can't drive. It's designed to, because these attacks terrorize a certain group. I honestly think that all crime terrorizes all of us. I think when you're watching TV and you see that a crime takes place. Part of you feels like we need to do something about this every single time. Yeah, the guy who shut up that uh, the Holocaust Museum, his intention was just to hurt somebody. You know what I mean? He was a fucking lunatic. He was, he was, and that's a crime against me as much as it is against the Jewish community. 
I don't want that kind of shit happening. Yeah. If anything, I stand as one with the Jewish community when I hear something like that. And that's where we all have to be in the republic. And if gay people want to see themselves as different, I don't know how that's fucking helping them. I think you need to be, you know, included, not necessarily, again, I, I look at What makes gay as, people different, Fez? Um, gay people aren't different. But there is a hatred against gay people that is different against, I guess, uh, you know, other people in society. Give me a reason. Why? D define how. I think people are frightened of gays. I think they're worried that they're uh, child molesters. I think that they... So none of this stuff with this hate crime thing helps any of those things. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It doesn't do anything to solve any of those uh, problems at all. Here is John. John, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Yeah. I uh, just wanted to know, since we already have laws that account for premeditation and things of that case, isn't this just politicizing crime? It's just another way to add a tool where you can allow politics to enter something that should be based on law. You know what? This is actually true, because now this gives Obama a chance to say to gay people, hey, look, I gave you something, vote for me. You know what I mean? Right. You now have a reason to know I understand your pain. And that's a way for them to be fooled into something that doesn't necessarily fucking help them in the th feeling like they got something. The real problem that needed to be addressed um, decades ago, and I'm sure in parts of the country still today, are when there are certain types of crimes that went, weren't reported because of the hatred against certain groups. You know, there used to be crime against blacks in the South that, you know, would either not be reported or suddenly the case would disappear or this or there wouldn't be a sentence or it would be such a light sentence. That was what needed to be addressed. And if that still exists... That needs to be addressed so that people are prosecuted. Right. But that's that's the way to go after it, not to make it well, here, a stiffer penalty. Then that's almost like crimes against poor people. In other words, when you don't have your own lawyers, whether the defense lawyers or you don't have your own juice to take care of stuff. The uh, place in, in my neighborhood, the uh, the cop house there, they get teased by the other fucking cops because they call it the boutique. They don't run as many fucking criminals through there, right? But their pressure is they have to fucking solve every crime that comes in. They Because their people tend to have more money, uh, they're yeah. like, uh, have we taken care of that? Have we got that off the board yet? Yeah, they will not. Uh, and the it's people, not the South Bronx where yeah, no, the people a lot are, of shit goes through. And the people involved are going to be on you right. all the time because they got... It just they have it that way. So. Yeah. So yeah. So in that case, it's it's never as fair. But I think that has far less to do with the stuff that the hate crime stuff is up against. Because idiots driving around in cars looking to fucking hate, you know, hurt strangers for whatever fucking reason. Those fuckers need to be stopped. They need to be fucking stopped. There's no doubt about that at all. Um, at the same time, I think it takes away from an assault charge to act like one is more important than the other. It's still, it's still someone getting hurt. Mm. So you're with me? Yes. Uh, Mike in Texas, you're on my Fez. Go ahead, Mike. Hello? Yeah. Uh, hi. 
I, I got one for you. There was a group of Hispanic kids in the town I live in. Beat up this white kid. Uh, beat the shit out of him, robbed him. Well, later on, you know, they was some of them were caught and charged with assault. Later on, uh, some white kids caught one of these Hispanic kids and beat the shit out of him, and they are up on hate crime charges now. And uh, and your point is because white people aren't protected by the hate crime. Uh, yeah, why was it not a hate crime when a Hispanic kid beat up the white kids? Yeah. Uh, I think it takes away from either assault. I mean, I, I would assume that every rape would be a hate rape. Every single time. I can't imagine that you would act like, well, he actually liked you before he raped you. Uh, Drew in Seattle. Yeah, my whole problem is, is how are you supposed to prove that it wasn't a hate crime? Like, let's say someone cuts you off in a car and then... You know, you end up, like, getting in a, a physical altercation or something. The guy happens to be black or gay, and then all of a sudden he can yell. He was pissed off because he got beat up. He can all of a sudden yell, it was a hate crime. Or are you supposed to be like, no, you'd be like one of those idiots that are like, oh, I have a black friend, you well, know, and bring him into the courthouse. I don't understand how you're yeah. supposed to prove it. Uh, Your Honor, I'd like to call Earl to the stand. Earl, do you want to tell them exactly all the great times we've had together over the years? <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. If Earl and I got into a fight, and it'd be over quick, Earl. Um, it would be a worse crime if I dropped the N-bomb while we were fighting. <laughs> it's just fucking insane. Yeah. Once that word, it goes yeah. to this whole other level. Once and that wouldn't be premeditated. That would be something coming out of the anger. Yeah, just the heat of the moment more than anything Asia else. Asia put it best. Uh, we got a break here. Uh, when we get back, Earl says that he can hold 42 bags of cement. We'll see. Wow. To run a Fez show. I don't care that you really were some pansy. You're my own flesh and blood, and oh, you made me proud. My son's a homosexual, and I love him. I love my dead gay son. Ron Fez show. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, the missing Chris Stanley. Eastside Dave McDonald, and finally, Earl Douglas. Now off the Yankees bandwagon, and there's pictures of him in the Phillies cap. Those are all photoshopped. Welcome aboard. Go Yanks. Go Yanks. Go Yanks. You know what? I wish, I hope that in the future, every time I don't like something I've done, I could just say it was photoshopped. <laughs> that was obviously photoshopped. I... Would never wear a Philadelphia Phillies hat. Everyone should start and say that about their old wedding pictures. <laughs> Look at these Photoshop things. I don't even know that woman. <laughs> Me putting a ring on someone. Insane! These computers are nuts. You won't be able to believe your eyes in the future. Oh, I mean, what was that uh, That Obama shot? Him supposedly looking at the girl's ass? <laughs> that was manipulated. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was he the one that had the phone upside down, too? Like he was too fucking retarded. Or was that Bush? <laughs> there was some fucking thing where the phone was upside down. I think it was Obama. And then later they found out it wasn't true. But it makes all the rounds. And then only a couple people hear that it's not true. Right, there is a picture of uh, Earl getting his Phillies hat up on the 202 Friends in Twitter. And we got to do a uh, Twitter contest tonight, so. I'm letting that go. Been letting it go. The Twitter people are getting very, very uh, lazy. And it makes me wonder, Fez. Mm hmm. Yeah, we can all hear you. You're on the air. 
No, I was talking to Earl. I was talking yes, to... we could all hear you. Oh, that came out of the headphones? Because yes. that was definitely not... I didn't hit the it, microphone. It, on the air mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess... <laughs> anyway, continue, Mr. B. What, what is it you want to tell Earl that you don't want everybody else to know? Uh, I, the, um, G Baby sent me a text that um, the, the brand new Avatar trailer, the good one with Sigourney Weaver, is up. Now, uh, since Earl's sitting at the computer, I was going to sure. Tell him. Let him go get it. Also, G Baby had uh, something else to say. What other film did he love? Oh, he loved the new Wes Anderson, the uh, little cartoon Wes Anderson that they're going to be doing. The Fantastic so, Mr. Fox. So it looks like I'm going to be stuck seeing yet another kids movie as my favorite fucking. Just tell him where we can all hear it, Dave. YahooMovies.com. But he, he couldn't even figure out the mouse. So no, it was just frozen. Tell get, just, just tell him to get out of the it way. It was frozen, Dave. That's what I was trying to explain. You know what else is frozen, Earl? <laughs> Your work ethic. That's what's fucking frozen. HCG, I'm sorry you had to be here on such a day of hate crimes. It's a lot of hate floating around. There is. It's the uh, black gay drunk Kate that I just, uh, that I have everywhere. <laughs> or why every time do you, when you need to do something, is everything broken? I... And let's guess this about New Earl. You sleep to what time now that you can't make it here you know, at 1230? I still get up at, what, 8 a.m.? I still get up early. Why does it take you so long to slide over? Oh, no, I, again, I had... The four and a half hour trip in from Queens. <laughs> I had some things to do in the morning. Name one. Um, I had to actually. I, I had a very this morning. Actually, I had a very long, deep conversation with my father. Mm. Very deep. He's not your real dad. Nah, uh, he is my father. What was long me. and deep about? Um, some. Uh, you know, he just had a few health issues that he was going through. Mm. So, I mean, everything's great, thank God. But it was a long conversation. Earl. Sit down, son. Daddy's been shitting blood. <laughs> <sighs> Imagine uh, Earl's dad talking like Louis Armstrong. <laughs> Just wiping his brow all the time. Here's the problem, Earl. <laughs> you gotta see it my way. I gotta, it's not time for some horn. Earl's dad goes everywhere in a suit and tie and a fucking trumpet in his hand. <laughs> Yes, yeah, we know. Clouds are white, uh, skies are blue. I've seen. Look at me, Earl. Funny part is he actually. Uh, Louis used to hang out in our neighborhood. He lived, grew up in Corona, so they were neighbors. They used to play pool. Earl, I remember years ago, I used to hang out with Louis Armstrong. You were just a little baby yourself. Earl, when I was your age, I used to be a black crow, sitting up on a, just sitting up on a telephone wire all day long. That was not a magpie. I think I've seen everything but Earl work. It's the only thing I never saw. And wherever Earl's uh, dad goes, he has this old luggage with fucking just names of towns all over it. <laughs> well, Earl, looks like your dad's got to get moving again. Oh, uh, Earl's dad had a pinto with running boards. <laughs> he was always ready. I'll tell you something else, Earl. Earl, you know where we need to go? California. Fellas like us would be doing A-OK out there. They say that there's mountains made out of candy. 
<laughs> Cigarette. <laughs> so your dad used to hang around with Louis Armstrong? Yeah, they, uh... I, you know, I grew up right around the block from where his house used to be. So he would just be, when he was not on tour, he was just kind of just the neighborhood guy. He would hang out in the pool hall. And, and then your mom also used to date uh, Rochester no. from the old Jack Benny show? <laughs> not at all. Coming, Mr. Benny. Earl, get in here. Now what is it? <laughs> now what did I do? None of those things, actually, the, the black guys never had punchlines, except for, looks like I'm in trouble again. Now cut that out. Mr. Benny, man at the front door says he's got a washing machine. And for some reason, that was considered the comedy. <laughs> they got a pool underground. Huh. And then they would always be interested in uh, what the white guy was doing, too. Like, uh, Mr. Benny, you going to be using your cigarette lighter again? <laughs> like, whatever that guy got that was right. new. Looks like you got a new bowling bag. <laughs> whatever the white man did was of, of just extreme interest to the service. Yeah, he was just like the big, he would just throw out that big lob for the whole sketch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but he would get the laughs. Rochester would get the laughs. Yeah, and they were together for what? I think he had a couple Rochesters. It was like <laughs> dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Look like you're going back on your Twitter account, huh, Mr. Benny? <laughs> All right, let's see this. Who sent this to us? G-Baby? G-Baby. G-Baby sent this. And how long is this bit? This uh, one is, um, wow, it's three and a half minutes. Yeah, it's longer. Well, uh, stop with the Louis Armstrong if we're going to be watching this. Okay. I will do anything to get Chris Stanley back. Oh, yeah. And well, even if that would. means kill Dave. I understand you fucked the Audible up, too. Oh, no. I, I got really? emails today that say you start at the end of the show showing some of the fucking middle. No way. Mm-hmm. They go, Dave fucking's Audible is like a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> that you're going to somehow try to put together the whole show. It's a stylish edit. It's a Tarantino edit. No, I don't like it. All right, let's see a couple minutes of this. Sigourney Weaver's in this? I didn't even know. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver's in it. Why are the lights on if we're going to be watching a movie? <laughs> Looks like Mr. Bennington wants his lights out. Dad, come on. Can we please start it? I'm fucking nuts in here. I did want to see this until the last fucking trailer didn't impress me. You Jake Sully? This is Avatar by James Cameron. I'd like to talk to you about a fresh start on a new world. You'd be making a difference. I didn't know it was ever in Earth. I became a Marine for the hardship. I told myself I can pass any test a man can pass. All I ever wanted was a single thing worth fighting for. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not in Kansas anymore. You are on Pandora. You should see your faces. We have an indigenous population called the Nabi. They are very hard to kill. This is why we're here. Because this little gray rock sells for 20 million a kilo. Their village happens to be resting on the richest deposit and they need to relocate. Those savages are threatening our whole operation. We're on the brink of war and you're just supposed to be finding a diplomatic solution. 
concept December 18th. These remotely controlled bodies called avatars. They're grown from human DNA mixed with DNA of the natives. Marine in an avatar body. That's a potent mix. You get me what I need, I'll see to it you get your legs, babe. Your real legs. Hell yeah, sir. Looks like you. This is your avatar. Relax and let your mind go blank. Why would they get, want to give this much away for the movie? Avatar. Avatar. Jake, it's real simple. I want you to learn from the inside. I want you to gain their trust. This is Mr. Limpet. Haven't gotten lost in the woods, have you? Did you forget what team? I don't know. It's not exactly jumping out at me. I'm still going to say it because it's James Cameron. You've got one hour. You knew this would happen? Everything changed. Ron and Fez, uh, do we need to break before the end of the show here at Davey Mack or take it to the limit? Take it to the limit. All right, thanks. Please turn that down. You're driving me fucking nuts. I can only watch so much fucking cartoon before I go out of my mind. Are you even excited at all about saying it, Dave? I am hugely excited. I gotta be honest. Earl, do you want to see this? Not at all. <laughs> There's no, nothing jumped at me to like, wow, I absolutely have to see this. Mm. I think it looks cool. I really do. And we're, we're watching this on a two-dimensional computer screen. High-def 3D. It's going to fucking blow your mind. Well, you're also... Uh, you got to put the glasses back on? I think so. But that's exactly wearing... why, why. Why would you have such a long trailer? If the thing that's going to draw people is the punch and the excitement of what it looks like in, in the theater, then you want your trailer to be short. Because I actually got a little bit bored during it. I got way bored during And it. if they had done just something short and quick, I might have been like, hey, you know. Avatar. Avatar. What does it even mean? They never try to sell a movie then anymore. No. Why don't you just do this? James Cameron, you know, and he's making something that took 10 years and it's going to freak your shit out. That's all you need. But that's what you need, but not for Middle America. Or some people need the trailers, and they need uh, uh, they need the movie to be given to them to spark their curiosity. Yeah, but I, I a lot of people aren't film buffs the way we are, and who would know even who? Wait, fucking... you're not a film buff. You don't go to anything. I think you'd <laughs> want to say you're not going to believe your eyes, and then when you see it like on a flat screen, like you said, people would be like, eh, I don't. Especially Middle America, and be like, I don't get it. Doesn't look cooler to me. But the... Why? Why do you think that's the way they talk? <laughs> they do. I mean, talk about a fucking hate crime. They do. <laughs> I don't understand. Something. I'm too stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's not the Avatar <laughs> Wait a minute. Anyway, but... Seriously. I just fucking my sister until I heard that you girl say something about Avatar. <laughs> but T Terminator 2 was 18 years ago. Anyway. They you know? think I have... I've heard them talk. Who? <laughs> I've heard people say, don't Jews have horns? <laughs> that was Dr. Steve's wife. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that who that was? Maybe they could just... Chase it. Sorry. Maybe they could just change the tagline and say you will believe your eyes. She seems real nice for a Duke girl. <laughs> uh, it was also too dragony for me. Is she a Jew? Is she going and baby Jews? I saw a baby Jew on TV. It was so cute. I told Steve to get me one. He won't.
You ever notice that with the with those southern girls, they just won't ever stop the sentences, never stop at all. I always wanted to go there for a hundred years, but I never will. I'm a try though. I'm never gonna stop trying. Maybe one day I'll get to go there and then I'll get ice cream. Or maybe a small cake. Yeah, but you know little cupcakes that they talk about. It's a cake, but it fits in a cup. Uh, there is Earl. <laughs> this really pisses me off. Earl in a Phillies fanatic uh, uniform. I had no and idea that you were the Phillies fanatic. That was clearly... <laughs> and they found this weird Plus, picture of me with my eyes bugging out. That is not me. Plus, you should know you're not supposed to take your hat off where people can see you. Earl, totally destroyed when did you do mascot work? I never that, done. Is that when you were doing House of Bugging for a couple seasons? No, I was not doing House of Bugging with John Leguizama. Leguizama. Luguingo Luguaga Dr. Steve's due up here soon, right? Yep Does he finally boot the special delivery off that weekend? Um, Next Saturday He he was uh, scheduled to uh, do a live show So that will take place It was before we got the official gig This week we're on But then next week he's on Mm. And then special delivery from then on Is it a radio war? No, we like Dr. Steve. Would you consider this a radio war? I don't think I would. Uh, Paul, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, guys, good afternoon. Um, I saw that Avatar uh, uh, trailer at the movie theater, and they actually had people taking a survey afterward, and it was terrible. And and uh, you know, it is too long, but it's crappy movies like Cloverfield where they where they give you just a little piece of it, and then you, everybody goes to run to see the film. I think that's the best way to go, so I kind of agree with ACJ. Uh, HDG may be right about this, that if you just say to people, this shit's so good, we don't want to ruin it for you. If you did that with good movies and only good movies, I think we would start to look at it as like, yeah, it's so good, they don't want to show us anything. I trust them. Even the last Marty Scorsese movie that, um, uh, I'm going nuts on an island in a mental hospital, it went on forever where I felt like when the trailer was over, Felt like I've already seen this movie and I didn't like it. Yeah, sometimes less is more. Like I'm, the boys when? Are the, how could that be? How could less be more? Like the uh, the aliens. Like movie. if we give you less money, you'll have more money. <laughs> Not the, the first two aliens movies. I don't think they even showed the alien. One man is talking to a Jew girl. Next thing, he's got a color boy in there, and then one of them is one of them he she's. <laughs> <laughs> that is one strange New York show, Steve. Any possible way we're going to get some peace and see Statue of Liberty? I hope your stethoscope is clean. <laughs> Steve, can you take me to where those Sprano Dagos uh, shoot people? I'd love to see it. We're going to Law and Order. They just call New York Law and Order. That's the only <laughs> name they have for the city. <laughs> Steve's taking us up to Law and Order. It's going to be so much fun. I hope I get my picture sitting on the head of the Statue of Liberty. I won't see Twin Towers. That's too late. <laughs> I wish I'd have seen it every day but the last day. I wouldn't want to see it on the last day. But I'd like to see it two or three weeks before. I'm wearing a tube top to it. Everywhere I go in New York, I'm going to have a tube top on. My whole family believes in gold. But where does that come into it? I like to go up there in Harlem, but uh, from what I understand, it just run free. So I'm not going to go in there. It's like a free park. Uh, Why don't you come in and see Dr. Steve about your fucking toe also, Earl? My toe? Yeah. 
I was looking at when you had your shoe off. Looks like it's turned black. What happened? <laughs> Did you stub it? <laughs> you gotta have that looked at. Yeah, you got to go get it looked at, Earl. Get the toe looked at. Go call a doctor, Earl. Get the toe looked at. Call. Give him a buzz. Get a hold of him. Call now. Grab the phone, Earl, and call the doctor. Call. Tell him your toe's yeah, toe doctor. Tell, the, tell him your foot's black. My toe is fine. I mean, it's black because I'm black, but. <laughs> my socks are black. <laughs> Do you have anything? Do you have anything of color? Um, That's awful what you said. That proves one of us is joking, but then you were one hundred percent serious. I have a couple of white shirts and a uh, gray shirt. And you think that means that you're not prejudiced because you have a couple of white shirts? No, that doesn't mean anything. I'm going to wear it this Sunday. Where are you going to watch the game tonight? I want me and you to get together. Um, I watch it where I always watch it in my apartment alone with the sound down. Mm-hmm. Because Joe Buck is the biggest jinx ever. Why don't we go out to a bar tonight? Let's go out to a bar and watch the game. All right. (laughs) Not you. (laughs) Earl? She's strutting or raising the roof. (laughs) She's dead. Dancing? Yeah. No one's ever seen the Mummers Day Parade. You're busy looking at all the colors and the feathers. Bri-Bri. Bri-Bri's all... By the way, uh, Bri-Bri, very happy with last night. I ain't saying why. I'll tell you next week. But last night made Bri-Bri happy. You were sad, Earl? Yeah, I was not happy. We'll get him back tonight. Well, you said after tonight. You said you want to go two down and prove something. I didn't say that. I, what I <laughs> you said, said people can win from two you down. You can win from two down. I don't want to be two down, but you can win from two down. You said your team looked flat. They were flat last night. Absolutely. That was the worst game they played all month. Even two at home down? Um, you can You can win three on the road. He's talking about 96, the Yankees did it against the Braves. Yes. But he doesn't yes. realize this Phillies team is far superior to the don't get two down, Earl. Bullshit, Ted I'm, Turner. I'm not, you don't want to be two down. I don't want to be two down, but I'm. But if, could you believe that you, today you'd be hoping for a split? Um, you expected to go up two. No, I know it's going you to be a grinder. You expected to go up two, take um, one out of the three in Philly, and find yourself looking at a couple of opportunities to win the last. I knew it would. I my feeling still is it's going to end in New York. It's going to totally end in New York. I think. Now, obviously, you'll get, you hope for the split, hope for a you win. You said in five. Yes. That ain't going to happen now. No, I said six. Dave said oh, five. Mm. And my prediction is A-OK as of right now. Maybe I should even revamp it to four, Ronnie. Our fills look great. Our beloved yeah. Philadelphia Phillies. What was your Twitter last night? I just simply said because of uh, his pitching maneuvers, Joe Retardi. Phil's win. And by the way, I called it when they were only up 4-1. I was that confident. You can be confident now that you're not rooting for your team. <laughs> Before I met that you weren't, weren't uh, confident. Well, this surprises me. I had no idea that Earl once played for the Red Sox. I just got a picture of him. Oh, it looks God. like his baseball card. <laughs> no. So that you, is your face, Earl. I know it's my face, but they just airbrush it onto a Red Sox uniform. So who do you root for? I'm so confused. He roots for everybody but New York. Who made this one? 
Rascal helper. Oh, he really is. He's not just a rascal, but he's a helper. Tell, it's an old Red Sox road jersey, too. Oh, that's one back when you played when you were younger. Thank you, Lisa. Good impression of Tasty. And that's without you ever even hearing her before. That's the amazing thing about it. <clears throat> it's tasty. It's like crazy, but we drop the R. Because that's too much like a growl. I want to scare people. All right, that's it for us. Uh, does you need to plug anything? Just remind people that Grand Theft Auto episodes from Liberty City comes out today. Okay. Uh, Dave, you need to plug anything? Uh, you can hear coverage of the game tonight on Channel 176XM and Special Delivery Live on Saturday night. And, Earl, you wanted to plug to you. Where are they playing? Um, they're playing out in Patchogue on November the 4th. November the 4th. Are you going to be there? I plan on being there. Yeah. Well, I'll do HTG, you want to plug to you, or what else you got to plug? I got nothing. Mm. Okay. That's it for us. See you guys. Good morrow. And have a soft night and a fine good morrow. Oh, wait you hear what happens when I push this button. We're going to laugh so hard. Uh, that's the end of my show. Dong. <laughs>